Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hi, I am the Spoiler Alert 3001, and if you haven't yet read the DC comics that have come out this week, I suggest you do. Jim and Eric are going to spoil the shit out of them and I'd hate to see you stupid, frail, non-compartmentalized meatbags get upset because of that. You have been warned. Methinks your duck hunting knowledge needs some tutoring. What up, all you weirdos? We have a jam packed episode full of DC Comics goodness for that ass. This is Weird Out Loud episode 31, you know, some sort of milestone or something. I'm Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner, even. <laughs> All right, baby. What we got tonight? Ah, <laughs> uh, we have a lot. Uh, that's a little voice for you that'll come up a little later in the listener <laughs> mail, Eric. I'm very angry. Uh, we have everything that we always have. We have nonsense. We have news. We have books. Ooh. We have people yelling about how my voice sounds. You know, everything, like I said. But we're going to get right into it, Eric. We're going to go right into I, This isn't the meat and cheese of the podcast. What do you think the news would be? I, I don't know, because meat and cheese to me is still appetizers. How about the cookies? I don't know. I'm yeah, because you have your dessert first. That makes sense, right? Don't don't we always do that? I don't like desserts. I'm more of the don't. meat and cheese. But we're going to get right into it, Eric, with the news. And the first bit of news. There's a lot of casting news again, I'll tell you that. God damn, is that all it's we do now? Always, it is. We might as well. It's not the DC Comics DC podcast. It should be, yeah, DC Casting Out Loud. Because the first item is a big one. Wally West was cast for the Flash television show, Eric. Seems a little early to me. Does it now? Yes, it does. Seems late to me. I'm tired. Uh, CW's Flash has found its Wally West and Divergent actor, Keenan yep. Lonsdale, who joins the cast as a series regular. Um, I watched Insurgent yesterday. I so wanted you to say Kenyon. <laughs> uh, no. Keenan. Keenan. Where's Kel? Is Kel yeah. around with Keenan? Uh, yeah, he's we, doing stuff. My wife was actually watching Insurgent. I got it out of the red box. I watched I it probably, earlier today. Yeah, well, I got it out on Wednesday and uh, begging her to watch it each day because I wanted to return it. She kept watching bits and pieces of it, and uh, finally she finished it, I think, last night. I returned it today, and I don't know. I kept looking up. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't see this guy in it. I wasn't paying attention. Did he die in Divergent, it. maybe? Spoiler? Or was he, he was in Insurgent? Well, I gotta, I'm saying I believe I saw him. He okay. looked for my. I just looked his picture up before we started. Okay, now you're getting racist, Eric. You're oh, getting racist. Oh, yeah, because racist. I don't know if I saw this guy or not. <laughs> it says Divergent in your notes. I watched Insurgent. Are we talking that about the same thing right. here? Well, here's what they say about Keenan Lonsdale. Keenan Lonsdale will be joining Big the Flash this winter in the role of Wally West, an iconic character from the Flash universe. It became the speedster known as Kid Flash, said the CW in a statement, though it remains unconfirmed whether Lonsdale will be, uh, become Kid Flash in the series, as the comic book version of Wally West did. Then Andrew Kreisberg, who does not... He, he's with uh, Mark Guggenheim. Doesn't want us to interview him. Yeah. Just like when we met Grant Gustin for the first time, we instantly knew Keenan embodied all the heart and courage of a hero. Really? We are so excited to be bringing this much-beloved character onto the show. I wish I did a voice for that, because that, to me, is another one of these crazy... Who comes up with these things? I just think it's funny, though. It's like, if this guy was not auditioning for Flash, he'd be out there freaking uh, as a firefighter. He, no, yeah, He's he so has courageous. the heart and courage of a hero. It's nothing to do with like money 
or good, you know, actor. good actor. If the guy's available, he has an heart agent. Heart and no, courage. He has the heart and courage of a hero. Uh, this is actually, um, I like it. I like that it's kind of tying it into the Wally West and the comics. I know people hate the Wally West and the comics. Yeah, the uh, new one, the new yeah, Wally. Yeah, the new Wally. Yes. I, I actually like this only because it pisses the people off who hate the Wally West and the comics. I, I'll I say, don't really care. If they're going for that Wally West, which it's obvious, but um, this guy looks just like that Wally yeah, West. Yeah, he does. He looks. And you know what? He has the heart and courage of a hero. So does Grant Gustin. You didn't know that, did you? No. I thought he looked like a little kid. He's grown into this. For some reason, it looks like he's grown throughout the series. Only one season. Looks like he's grown up a bit. It's weird. I I just, I don't know. Why could, like you said, why couldn't they say, we met Keenan. We really liked him. He's a great actor. He blew us away with his monologue from friggin' uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Heart and courage of a hero. Actually, I would think that he did um, Pony Boy uh, from The Outsiders. That's what he did. Uh, He's staying gold. Golden. Whatever the hell it is. All right, let's move on, Eric, because I, I don't like this next story either. Uh, this the, our, um, our take on the news is a lot like the books. We just pick it apart. We hate everything. <laughs> I don't hate everything. Uh, welcome to the hate, people. Welcome to the I hate. don't hate everything. Uh, I smell something burning in my house right now. Awesome. If this podcast ends soon, I'm dead. Okay. I'll next bit. Best name ever. Or worst name. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but Scoot McNary. Oh, yeah, Scoot. Scoot McNary. Good old Scooter. May play Jimmy Olsen in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And the funny thing is, when I saw this headline, it didn't say May. It said, is playing. And I said, no, I'm not putting that because I don't believe it. <laughs> According to Heroic Hollywood, Eric, you know what I like about the site Heroic Hollywood? They have the heart and soul of a hero. Oh, yeah, do they now. Yes. I don't know they, if I've heard of them before. Well, I, I haven't either. They're, they say this casting rumor that's been circulating for about a year is true. They mention the fact that McNary, Scoot McNary, was seen wearing green screen socks on set. This this doesn't make any sense, this whole Proof! Story. Uh, yeah, this is freaking Scoot McNary. Uh, he was wearing green screen socks on set, and that would make sense since Jimmy Olsen was injured during the Black Zero attack on Metropolis. That incident left him in a wheelchair. This oh, yeah? Is the, this is the worst news. I even wrote it up horribly. Oh, jeez. What happened was uh, McNary, it was rumored before, they saw him with these socks, Eric. This whole thing has to do with oh, socks. Shit. Socks. That, that's Jimmy they, Olsen. They saw these socks and said, oh, he must be Flash because they're going to do some crazy special effects. with His, yeah, his legs going to be vibrating all the yeah. goddamn time. Well, then Ezra Miller was... Um, he was hired or cast, yeah, yeah. cast as Flash. So then they have to come up with something. So Weird I guess, dude. guess somebody's like, oh, he has to be Jimmy Olsen because of those socks. Because Jimmy Olsen's in a wheelchair. And I thought, why, why does he need socks for the wheelchair? I want to know, like, is it big news that Jimmy Olsen's in a wheelchair? I don't know. And it, I'm telling you. It's the you, first I've heard of it. The only thing Heroic they would Hollywood. say. Now, you said you saw the picture and he's wearing shoes. So why are these green screens? I guess maybe that was on set. But so if they're saying that and his he, shoes fell off, well, they're saying that I guess that Jimmy lost his feet. Correct. Not his feet. If I, he I, if he has these socks on that are green screen socks that lead you to believe he's in a wheelchair, then they're going to take his feet out of the the scene. I would believe so. That, unless I, he's got some imagine, robotic legs. You're like, man, I love Jimmy Olsen. You go, well, they say he's in a wheelchair. Why would he have robotic legs and still be in a wheelchair? I don't because buy it. it's a cool way to get it around, It sounds man. so awful. I'm like, there's Jimmy Olsen. I got oh, regular man. legs. I no, want to be in a no, wheelchair. Really, I do too. Uh, one of those uh, jazzies. Damn, I'm thinking a rascal. I would have one of those big um, 
the um, flags behind me on the big pole. Yeah, well, kind Confederate. I'd have this crazy buzzer thing or ringer <laughs> bell. I thought you just had a stroke there for yeah. a sec with that. <laughs> I think that uh, if they have Jimmy Olsen and he's in a wheelchair with no feet, I, I don't want that. <laughs> it's so dismal. Hey, Jimmy, oh. where are your feet? Oh, my goodness. No, gracious. but seriously, I saw this and I like I had never heard of Heroic Hollywood. I saw the pictures. I see him with these green screen socks, read that whole bit about, hey, it might be the Flash, but no, now it's going to be the Jimmy Olsen. I'm like... This seems to me as a perfect origin for John Corbett to become Metallo. Oh, John Corbett. That would be good. That would be good. And you even mentioned beforehand that Scoot McNary's a little too old for you to he's be five playing years Jimmy Olsen. He's five years older than Lex Luthor yeah. and freaking Superman in this movie. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem right. I think you're on to something, Eric. Metallo. I'm saying, look, he, he was injured during this attack. He blames Superman. Lex Luthor gives him a, like an offer. Hey, I can give you a chance to get back at that Man of Steel over there. I'd like that. I think Heroic Hollywood just reported Scoot McNary may play Metallo now. Oh, yeah? They I'm telling you, Metallo is one of my favorite villains. I hate what they did to him in the New 52. Yeah. I, I want to see him on the big screen. I'll tell you, uh, Heroic Hollywood is no Latino review, Eric. Hell no. No Latino review. But we're going to move on. The next bit of news we I thought was last week's news. So we were talking I. about this But the CW cast Hawkman. What is, this is a trend. One week, we report that they're going to have a character, and then they cast it that week. They do not waste their time. But CW has found its Hawkman, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actor, Falk Henschel. That's a cool According name. to Variety, Henschel will play a version of classic Hawkman, Carter Hall, described as the latest reincarnation of an Egyptian princess, uh, princess, princess who is fated to be reborn Hawkman. throughout time, along with his soulmate, Kendra Saunders, a.k.a. Hawkgirl, played by Sierra Renee. This main the, picture they got online when you type his name up, scary-looking yeah. dude. Is he? Well, Hawkman's a pretty scary dude. Yeah, not like this. It looks like he's going to rape somebody in prison-looking oh, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, that's Carter Hall for it. No, it is not Carter Hall. The report goes on to explain that both Hawkman and Hawkgirl are able to access the powers of the Egyptian hawk god Horus. Henshaw will reportedly play the role of both Ar- in both Arrow and Flash as part of the crossover that sets up DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which features Hawkgirl as a t- key member of its team. Any any comments on that? I wasn't looking. I was looking at Falk here. No, you're still looking at him. You're looking at that guy. Uh, what, he reminds you of a prison rapist, yet you're there and you can't take your eyes off the guy. It's like like staring down your fears, man. You I don't know. I, don't think, I think it might be a dream. Maybe. <laughs> dream come true. Neither here nor there, really. Well, the next story is a dream oh, come look, true I'm for Lucy though. Lane fans, Eric, because I'm moving on. I don't want to hear enough. about rapists. What else were you going to say about Hawkman? Now that I'm saying, I've seen some pictures here where he looks like that asshole rapist that I don't want to get fucked by, but other ones he looks pretty cool. I don't know. Like a I'm, guy we're gonna have to caress wait. you. Well, I'm saying where he's in the suit here, he's a dapper Dan looking motherfucker. Okay, well there you have it. He's he can either be a rapist or a dapper Dan. But a lot of these ones though, he has his head shaved. And I don't like it. He better have a nice set of hair. Not you know not. what I like in my men? Nice set of hair. Nice set of hair, huh? Okay. Well, you know who has a nice set of hair? Lucy Lane. Oh yeah. Because Supergirl cast Lucy Lane. And TV Line is reporting that CBS's Supergirl series has cast actress Jenna Dewan Tatum. Jenna Dewan? Jenna Dewan Tatum. For the recurring role of Lucy Lane in its upcoming debut season, Dewan Tatum's Tatum's Lane is the sister of Lois Lane and is the former girlfriend of Supergirl's Jimmy Olsen. Dewan Tatum recently starred in Witches of East End and appeared in both the, the Step Up and Grudge franchises. Step up. That's a dancing movies, right? Step up. Step up to this, buddy. You act like you don't know. Come on. Step up. One step was on, up. I think Step Up Revolution was on uh, 
a while back. And That's the one with George Washington, right? It's George Washington. They're signing the Declaration of Independence dance battle. Dance, dance battle breaks bitches. up. Oh, yeah. That's how, we, that's how we got back to King England. Yeah, dance well, off. that's what happened. She, and, the, yeah, she's married to Channing Tatum, who is signed on to play X-Men's Gambit. It's so stupid that they throw that in. Who cares? Uh, yes. Channing Second Amendment, Tatum. man. Right to bear Channing funk. Channing Tatum, the right to bear legs. Funk. I don't know where I'm going. Funk. Yeah. Get the funk out of here. All right. Well, moving on, Eric. The next uh, Legends of Tomorrow news. Uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow finds its Vandal Savage. This is all the news. It's always this crap. Ay, ay, ay. DC's Legends of Tomorrow has found its big bed in Danish actor Casper Crump. A lot of crazy names tonight. I like these. <laughs> hey, who's that? That's Casper Crump. That's an awesome name, that too. Is according to a report from Variety again. Crump will reportedly debut as the immortal villain Vandal Savage in a crossover between Arrow and Flash that will set up the team spinoff, of which Savage will be the main villain. This freaking, this Arrow Flash, uh, didn't he, uh, Mark Guggenheim say that that always is uh, episode eight? Yeah. This is going to be a hell of an episode. I might have to come out of my shell and watch this show. Crumb's a cool-looking guy, what's too. What's this stuff? What's this thing they're talking about, Flash and Arrow? What, what is that, Eric? In comic books, Vandal Savage is a caveman who was granted immortality and great intellect by a mysterious meteor. Over the millennia, Savage built a massive criminal empire, becoming one of history's greatest villains. Savage's history in DC's TV universe will reportedly be similar, with Variety Report describing him as a virulent disease throughout history, having been alive for over 6,000 years. Crump is mostly known for his work on Danish television. Danish television. You're a fan of Danish television? I don't know what Danish television is. In my mind, I I hate to um, offend the Danes, but uh, to me, they probably have three channels, two news, and one that has like really bad soap operas. That's all I got. Next bit is, uh, you love this story, Arrow Stephen Amell. Guest star, guest star on WWE Raw, but as Arrow or himself? I hate you. There's been a feud brewing for months now between no, Arrow star not. Stephen Amell and WWE wrestler Stardust. Who it's not real, Jim. by Cody Rhodes. Who it's I not misspell. real. The pair have gone back and forth both in person and over Twitter with Amell and Stardust both hinting at a confrontation to come. Well, now it seems as though that time has arrived. On Monday's episode of WWE's Monday Night Raw, Stardust once, Stardust once again alluded to Amel, asking who could be his hero and making the sign of a bow and arrow. You watched that and you liked that video. No, I did not. He, you said, you, what, I said what, the you, motherfucker was channeling Frank Gorsham in that yep, freaking uh, that performance. good stuff. And Mel was quick to respond, delivering the message via of course Twitter he was. that he would appear on next week's episode of Raw to finally confront Stardust in the ring. The best is this does not seem set up or fake, Eric. I think I it's real. So much. WWE later confirmed Mel's impending appearance on Raw in a press release stating actor Stephen Amell plays the title role in the hit series Arrow. <laughs> will guest star on WWE's Monday Night Raw next Monday, August 10th at 8, 7 Central on USA Network. After several, vi- uh, after several visits to Monday Night Raw, Amel will be appearing as a guest star for the first time. That's what he she gets in the news. Yeah, he's been in the he's been in the crowd a bunch. But yeah, uh, you gonna watch that? You gonna watch no. that little Stardust versus Arrow? I haven't watched wrestling since high school. Do you think that he? You think he's gonna come in through like a? He's gonna come down. If he comes in, he better come down the rafters, Owen Hart style. Yeah, I was gonna say they had a lot of problems with that. I don't want another <laughs> Owen Hart incident. Um, but that could. I don't know. I'm not gonna watch it. God, it's, imagine it's a that bunch happened. of hooey. This is me gathering the news. Oh, here we go. Stephen Amell on WWE Raw. Oh, great. This next bit of news is a little disturbing to me. 
even more disturbing than you liking prison rapists. Uh, they had the July top ten books came out. I don't think likes the right word. Well, loves. Maybe. Uh, the July top ten books came out, and they don't have – this is that first bit where they don't have any numbers. They just give you that top ten. Top ten, bitches. Uh, I'm sure next week we'll talk a little numbers, but they have the top ten, and there is one book of DC's uh, books on there. And usually I don't send you these, oh, and I try it, to have you guess, but it's so yeah. dismal. I didn't even want to even bother. Well, all right, DC, it's time to close up shop. Yeah, I don't Lost. know. They have one book. It's Batman. Batman 42 came in fifth. Um, before that, you have Secret Wars number four, Star Wars Lando number one, Civil War number one, Star Wars number seven, then Batman 42, followed by Darth Vader number seven, Archie number one, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number two, Age of Apocalypse number one, and Guardians of Nowhere number one. Holy moly. We picked the wrong company to, to have a podcast. On uh, we're shutting on. down the studio, too. Uh, I think next, we should. Next week, Lost Boys, the Marvel comic Next board. week, Jim goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Next week, Jim doesn't bother writing up notes all day. Well, everybody's having fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. what fun is. I don't know what they're going to do. because I'm telling you, here's these books. Then we're gonna, Justice League not on there. There's a lot that are – that's always in the top ten. It's not. And I don't know. I have a feeling when these numbers come out this week, it's going to shock us. And it's going to – it's not good. So even though like every month I've been promising that new segment, checking the numbers. Checking the maybe numbers. Maybe I should get on top of well, this this yeah, week. Yeah, and what, what worries me or what should worry um, – DC is that Marvel at the moment is going through their Secret Wars, which is like Convergence, which yeah. was a disaster for DC. I don't know. They had good numbers. It's not numbers like this. No, it's they not didn't have like nine of the top ten. You know, Archie's thrown in there as well in the Star Wars stuff. But still, they, DC is never. We have never had a month where we're going on about holy crap. They have nine of the top ten books, or six or eight. It's, it's we really should have started this pod. We really should have started this podcast when the New Fifty Two first came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, Make us a bit happier. Maybe, but the, what I'm saying, what I was getting at is, wait till, I think it's September, when they do their little new 52 bit, when when uh, Marvel decide, reboots everything. They're Marvel U? Yeah, well, Bio it's, it's going to kill, it's going to kill everything then. It's already killing now when they're doing Secret Wars. What's going to happen when they reboot their thing? And I, like I said, I think it's September. I'm not up on the September. Marvel stuff, but I, I think it's September where, and... Uh, you're saying, oh, you know, DC had it when the New 52. This isn't even their New 52 yet. That's coming up. DC's in big trouble. Hey, hey, hey. We don't know what was going on. Close we up che- shop. We were not checking the numbers before. Oh, we will be. Now when those will, numbers but... come out. No, I'm, I'm talking about in 2011. Oh, no. And, but b- and prior to the New 52. We weren't checking what the numbers were like. What, before the New 52? Yeah, leading I'm up to sure. it. Well, there was a reason why they rebooted. They couldn't have been that great. I'll check tonight. I'll Fair check, and, you know, and I'll tell you that you're wrong. I'm just saying it's hey, scary. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm All just saying, I'm saying is it's shit. scary right now because they aren't even at that point. They're at the point where they're still in their, quote-unquote, their secret wars, which is like convergence, and yes. people seem to be loving it. So you did, did you see the top four books being DC books during convergence? No. I actually don't remember convergence. No. I blocked out of my mind. no. And the last bit of news is uh, personal news. And I bet, I bet Marvel like. didn't get a TV writer to write out Secret War, though. Oh, that's true. That's the problem. You look at these things. A lot of these books are Charles Solder, a lot of our favorites. They stole our writers, uh, goddammit. Yes, they did. Uh, Christos Gage, I think, has a, has a book going on now. It's all my favorites. 
Ah, uh, yes, but like I said, this last bit of news, I'm down now. You got me down. Last bit of news <laughs> I got is a uh, personal deal. Charles Band. Who's, Who's Char- that? Who's Charles Who's Band there? <laughs> Who's Charles Band? My Charles Band is the owner and creator of Full Moon Features, the production company that I grew up loving throughout oh, the early you 90s. Them. What, what is their big movie that you like? Puppet Master Bitches. Puppet Master? Is that what it's called? Puppet Master Bitches? It is, oh, Pump Master X to Pump you. Master X. Well, Charles Band followed us on Twitter this week, and you were so excited. And you, I squealed like a little girl. You did your Puppet Master review on Just for the Hell of It Monday, and then a day later, too. It wasn't even like yeah. I even tried. He followed us without me even attempting any freaking nonsense. And God, you were so excited. Oh, my God. I so squealed excited. like a little girl. And you sent me a message. I had oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had the vapors so bad, Jim. You had the vapors. Oh, no. Uh, yes. But that's news, Eric. Did you like that Charles, Charles Band knows who I am. He knows who you are now. He's not like, now I can send him my Puppet Master script. Actually, he's like, oh, yeah, you could. Like <laughs> that guy sending me his um, Indiana Jones script. Uh, the, the Charles Band, I think he was like, huh, this guy, I don't like the, I don't like what he's up to. I better keep an eye on him. And he's followed us. And now but, you have, no. well, Charles Band follows us. You still have Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. I told you, I tried to follow her again to try to get her to follow us, the weird science, and yeah. she, she did not bite Eric. Not, she's not That's because she's on only me. interested in what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, you're saying so much. <laughs> All right, that is the news, Eric. Hooey. Well, what news we have? I don't know. Since we started doing the news, took it over from Dan, there's a lot of nonsense. It's that it's all this casting stuff. These guys' names they all run together, and Mark Guggenheim and Andrew Kreisberg with his quotes and Charles Bands. Ah, Charles Band. I'm making up my own news. We got Stephen Amell and his wrestling. Now we're gonna go. Wrestling. We're gonna go to the mail. All and right. uh, if you want to mail us, if you want to send us mail, Eric will only allow emails on this podcast. Right. On this here podcast, I'm telling you, you have completely shut down any bit of talking I've had with people. On Thank the God. Tumblr or Twitter. I used to like talking to people. You like now, stalking people. Actually, I think they they've, have an email and they just don't talk to me anymore. Actually, that's, this is what happens usually, though. I talk to people and then they just bail on me. But if you want to email us, you email us at Weird Science DC Comics Blog. Oh, whoa. I'm saying the address. <laughs> Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com is the web or uh, yeah, the email address. And a bunch of people emailed us, and uh, the first one was you good actually, now, baby? yeah, the first one was actually an email from last week. It's from Chisanga. I was going to ask Chisanga how Australia or New Zealand is. <laughs> you creep! I'm stalking Chisanga. So how is it, Chisanga? But Chisanga emailed us this last week, and unfortunately, we did the mail part on Friday, redid it on Saturday, but liked the Friday better. I don't know. Crap went wrong last week, and we didn't get Chisanga's email on the podcast so we're going to go back to it and chisanga says hey hey guys what's what are the five team books that you wish were made by dc also what's your predictions on the truth storyline arc in the superman books now that we have finished part two and we'll start with the team books uh what are your top five team books eric you can just say all five x-men x-men <laughs> no 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 all right just say all five yep no particular order. do you want me to talk about them at all yeah you can talk about them all right my first one, these are no particular order. Remember that. Yes, mine are going to be in order. Okay, good. Doom Patrol. Hmm. Because I love the Doom Patrol, but I do not like the version we got after Forever Evil. Yes. I want Chief to be a nice guy, not a dickhead like he was presented. So new Doom Patrol. Get okay. rid of that, Chief. All right. The Outsiders. Outsiders. I don't need Batman. Where's Batman? I don't need Batman. I just want the Outsiders. Okay. I want those characters all together doing stuff. Okay. 
a Robins book. I know we have We Are Robins, but I want the all the Robins to get together and kick some ass doing something. Carrie Kelly involved in that one? No, god oh, damn it. Oh, no? Okay. Metal Men. Metal Men. That is a book coming out there. Coming out. It's not out yet. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to name all the books coming out. <laughs> And Teen Titans. Teen Titans, but there's a Teen Titans book already, Eric. Yes, there is. <laughs> but it sucks balls. And I like love the one. Teen Titans. Would you like I... Marv Wolfman on this book? No. No? You didn't no, like I would Marv not. Wolfman's uh, Teen Titans. No, I like Marv Wolfman's Teen Titans from 30 is years Jericho ago. Is Jericho one of the team members? No, Jericho is not oh, one of the team members. come on. All right. That's some good books. You want to hear mine now? Yes. Mine are in order. Number five, White Lantern Corps, Eric. Mind blown. <laughs> you mean you mean the those six the lanterns? White Lantern Corps, the seventh ring. That's we start off the series with the seventh ring hitting someone, going on the finger, which I still think that seventh one is gonna end up with Kyle in the Omega Men, but hey, that's just me. Well what happened to his original one, I don't Jim? No, they must have had they must have it in a thing kinda like Sinestro ended that uh, Lobo annual in like a force field type thing. I don't know. I just I wrote White Lantern Corps because I couldn't come up with a fifth one, and I thought that you would jump on that one. Uh, number four, Eric, Birds of Prey. Little, All right, I'll li- get behind that. A I like reboot. the Birds of Prey when it's good. I want a reboot of that. I, I actually liked – it's weird. I had a love-hate relationship with um, – what's that? Christy Marks ended the Birds of Prey series before when it was yeah. canceled. And I liked it, though I hated it. I liked the team, and I liked all the members, but boy, that book was a mess. So I'd like that to start. And also, if you remember, they had um, Batgirl and Strix. and It just, it became, everything was going wrong. So maybe when Black Canary gets out of her tour, you know, it's some Bird's Prey going on. Then you have my third one, Gotham City Police Department, a GCPD book. I think I would really like that. I really don't have much to say about that either, but I'm I'm enjoying uh, seeing almost that in Detective Comics right now. Number two, Eric, a Robin's book. Imagine, imagine that. Heavens to Murgatroyd. I, I don't know. I, same as with you. I'd like to have all of the Robins together, um, work it out, get Jason Todd in that picture that they painted. That painting, yeah. yeah get him in there. Um, I, it still bothers me that they fucking Bruce did this whole family portion, did not have Jason Todd in there. I know. It bothers me still. So we could get that. And my number one book is a Batman book, Eric. And it is Batman and the Outsiders. You can take it. I like Batman with the Outsiders. I yeah, like that. I'm telling you, I, I was so, so into that. I thought this was going to be a six issue mini that was going to be one of those announced in that next round. Uh, but yeah, I'd even go six issue with this. So we got uh, Katana Metamorpho. It'd be weird yeah, you know, if we had a Katana six issue, a Metamorpho six issue, and well, then Adam and the Outsiders. Had, well, maybe they could have uh, a Geoforce six issue. That's what and I'm then... saying. They they can. They're just biding their time. Get every one of them that have a six issue mini. Then boom, have the book as a full book. Then sounds like a cinematic universe leading up to the big team movie. Sounds good to me. And the Chisango's other thing about the Superman, the Truth storyline. I wrote down this. I think that I, I'm channeling something here. Kingdom, what is it? Bada bing, bada zim, zimadoom, zigadoom. That's my. Uh, the fuck did I'm you I'm channeling do, something here. I have. I think that that police officer in Action Comics, Eric, is actually going to be a shadow monster. Oh, I hate you. And. Uh, uh, also, I think that that hacker crew hoarder will annoy me, and that at the end, this crossover will be looked at as a huge disappointment. What do you think? Well, I, I'm telling you, I really hope that we continue this Superman. I like the idea. I, I want to get Clark Kent out of there. I like the idea that everybody knows that he's Superman. He has to deal with that. I even like the new look. Yeah, I, um, I don't. 
I like it enough. It's just different. I like to see different things happen with the characters, even though I'm usually a person who fears change. I think at the end, Superman realized, you know what? I don't have to be a big douchebag to get around, and he'll decide to be a good guy again. I, I think the that, end. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why they um, had this whole uh, story over continuity is because they're going to stick with this a little more. And I like it. Well, I'm saying, but you, you not can't have story. you can't have continuity uh, with that because then all of a sudden he can't be a member of the Justice League. He's got a lot of problems, so they want to have the regular no, Justice League. But I want to see that Justice League. What with him like that? They'll never do that. They'll never I, have a depowered Superman on the Justice League. They won't. No, I'm saying eventually when he gets his powers back, if he does. I'm saying just the depowered. I think that he's going to have a depowered. And why wouldn't he be on the while. Justice League? They had freaking Green Arrow on Justice yeah. League. He yeah, didn't have any Green powers. Arrow, yeah, but Green Arrow has done his thing without that the powers. Superman, that's what he has. He, he's still he, powerful. Yeah, no. I think that's why they came up with this whole continuity over story, or story over continuity, is because of the Batman and Superman going on and on. They're not going to have uh, Jim Gordon in a bat No, obviously suit. not that. So it's saying, just, Superman's still there. He's fine. Yeah, it's just going to be the same old, it's going to be the old Superman, especially in the uh, Justice League of America book. I know. Oh, yeah, I'm right. saying you have that book to continue this. After we, we're done with the Dark Side War, I want to see a new Justice League where we have the depowered Superman, even if he is or not, whatever. Right. I want to see that new look Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg. And he might even be gone doing his own goddamn thing. Yeah. Hal's gone. Uh, Batman's gone. I just yeah, want to see I don't even new, think like, that. Uh, I Shazam think that, in there. Yeah, I'm I think good. Hal will be there. I think all of them will be there. And they'll just point to the, hey, we can tell whatever stories we want. That's not fun to me. I want to see something new. That's what I think they're going to do. But we'll get on. That's that. There you go, Chisanga. Go off in your Australia or New Zealand. It's funny too because I. It's either from he's either from Australia or New Zealand. It seems. And the problem with that is either one hates the other. So if I say, "Yeah, how's things in Australia, Chisanga?" He'll and he's from New Zealand. He'll hate. I had no idea they hate each other. They hate each other. They hate each other, Eric. They're, they're you know people get them mixed up. I'm sure that's what it leads to. One of them has shrimp on the Barbie, and the other has the Hobbit. Sheep. <laughs> All right. Next one is another one from last week that we didn't get in. We got late. Uh, Flash fan says, or ask, would it be a good thing for the Flash book if Barry Allen ever proves who killed his mother? Do you think they will end this current story arc by doing that? And we talked about this a while, and I think what he's getting at is to, that it would be like changing up the mythos or whatever, uh, uh, like almost like if Batman didn't have his parents killed, I don't think that it matters. Um, I don't think... It no, it doesn't matter. It's not like not having his parents killed because, mm. you know, his parents are still dead. He found out Joe Chill killed his parents. He's still Batman. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I think that Flash fans saying that that's like the defining feature of Barry Allen. But he doesn't know that he doesn't know who killed his mother and that would change the whole thing of the book. Almost like, you know... That's the major thing that's always been for Barry Allen. If he I disagree. finds it, I, I don't think it. I think that's what he wanted to know, uh, but I don't think it would change it. I don't no. really. It wouldn't be. He could just move on. And I want Henry Allen to be the killer of Nora Allen at the end of the story arc, like in Cold Blood, like he no, did no. it because mistake. Yeah, I, I think that it ends up if they ever do. Uh, say anything, it's going to be a mistake. And I told you, I think it actually might be future Barry did it. Fair yeah, enough. Who knows? But uh, yeah, eventually he might find out. But just think of that. If he finds out that his future self accidentally killed his mom and that his dad's been suffering all that time because he knows that he did it and doesn't want to uh, have Barry 
hate himself or get in trouble. That'd be pretty good. That would be good. That'd be good, no. And even if he killed somebody else entirely and Barry could prove it, his father's still a murderer well, now. Again, and can't not and prove not only that. that, say that they get they get to um the trial. Yeah. And they're like, okay, and there's there's Barry. And he's like, first off, you have a lot of craziness with Barry because a lot of things that he's going to find out are when he was flashed. So right. how he's going to work that in is going to be crazy. But then he's like, listen, Judge. I have a, a friend. It His was name a is Flash. <laughs> and he said that a future version of this person accidentally went through the molecules of that person, a, a case thrown out. Get out of here with your nonsense. Nonsense. And you know what? Identical. Your, your, your dad killed a security guard. <laughs> killed him. Yeah, let's go on this next mail. All right, thank you, Flash Fan. Caused me a lot of misery this week. Uh, Craig. Craig. Here you go, Craig. If you want to Craig. Craig's making sure, I think, in this email, he wants to make sure we're going to read it because Craig says, when hearing Jim's voice, does Eric think Jim could be the love child of Snagglepuss and Droopy? And the best part is, I never did until you wrote that. Now, throughout this week, I've I've been listening to both, and I can totally see it at times. You both can go to hell. What do you want, man? You got Snagglepuss and Droopy. Reggie says I sound like just a series of autistic outbursts. Yeah, he says that and also that your mic was terrible. But, yeah, it's it's bad. When you have a podcast, the only thing that you can really hinge on, is, I guess, your knowledge, which we know we don't have, and then you have your voice. And now Craig is – Hey, I like your me. voice, baby. I was going to send Craig a couple emails, but you told me not to. Yeah. Then I sat and listened to Snagglepuss and Droopy. And I got uh, Snagglepuss, I've, he's always uh, ending the things with even, they right. said on the thing. Like, oh, Craig can go to hell even. <laughs> I don't know. You think that Craig has heard my uh, Andrew Dice Clay? Yeah. And thinks it's Snagglepuss? The one thing I said, the joke on Craig is that nobody anymore knows who Snagglepuss or Droopy are. No. We asked some people We did work, a survey. <laughs> and nobody knew. We knew right away. I was mad right away. Yeah. Uh, Craig, I laughed right son away. Son of a bitch. Yeah, he doesn't even end with like, hey, love the podcast or anything like some people do when they insult us. But no, we get Craig and he, he doesn't like my voice. Actually, he doesn't say. He likes it. And it's also funny as he writes it. It's when hearing Jim's voice does Eric thing. It's almost like he thinks a third party gets these emails and then sends them to us or something. Or there's a moderator. I don't know. I don't got anything. I'm trying to make fun of Craig here. You Not son, working. You son of a bitch, Craig. All right. The next one's from Chris. Chris up, says, Chris? hey, Eric and Jim, I am a new listener to your sorry excuse for a podcast. <laughs> I stumbled across it while searching iTunes for a podcast that would fill my DC Comics hole. We like nice. to fill the hole. Sexy. I tried a few uh, like the Nerdist talking comics and DC radio, but none of them stated my need for strictly DC chat. Your podcast was a surprise to me, firstly, because it was so awful, and secondly, because of how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> I started with the most recent. I've since went back and started listening to the early ones, mainly because I wanted to hear your views on Convergence, which I thought was a hot mess. Don't do I, that. We went back and listened to one earlier this week. Oh, it was my terrible. God. I listened to, like, episode eight, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It was terrible. Keep up the good work, and please keep the podcast long. They help me get through the day at my job at my own version of the cardboard box factory. I work in a paper packaging factory. Sorry for the long Reggie-sized mail. This is I, not I, long. I'll give you, though, I, I, like, I like Chris because he's – He's in on the jokes already. Yeah. The guy's first male, and he's nailing it. Unlike you, Craig. <laughs> I got an eye on you there, Craigie boy. I like long podcasts too, though. That's why I'm happy we do one. I didn't listen to last one's, last week's the whole thing again. I, I don't like them. 
<laughs> I don't mind doing them because we just talk. And You can't watch a show for longer than a half an hour. Now, here we go. This is what's great because Craig had his version. I'm Snagglepuss and Droopy. Chris has his own version. He says, Jim, your voice gives me the mental picture of either Harry Shearer or Fisher Stevens. <laughs> also, I'm from Glasgow in Scotland, and I have to say your Grant Morrison impression is terrible. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Chris C. I, I, I like Harry Shearer. Hey, he didn't say nothing about mine, so I think mine's spot on. Is this how Harry Shear goes? Heavens to Murgatroyd, even. Is that a good Harry Shear? <laughs> the thing was, is, once you said Fisher Stevens, like, yeah, I could see that. Fisher Stevens. I don't but if you want to know what Jim looks like, go find a picture of David Gallagher, who did oh, the Convergence Green That's Lantern Corps. It's funny because I went to Chris's um, Twitter page uh, because I like to stalk people. And I, even, I think I sent him a note as well. So, yeah, I sent him something. Um, but when I went there... He was talking about Fat Man on Batman, and I guess you said the co-host or the one guy is a black fella. Yeah, yeah. And he even put on on his Twitter, I think he's like, oh, man, I I didn't picture him as a black guy. And I thought, oh, my God, that's what he's trying to do. He's going to find a picture of me and go, yeah, I'd never thought that your voice was from that hot mess. I'm like Convergence. I'm a hot mess, Eric. I know. I've seen you. And you know what? We're going to end the mail, and you know what? We're not ending it with. Reggie. Say, Reggie, do you want me Reggie. to speak up here? <laughs> Reggie didn't. Reggie didn't mail us this week, Eric. Reggie's doing shit. Reggie's in Canada. I know. There's living it up. Uh, people might be like, "Oh, thank you know, thank the Lord." Reggie and his emails. <laughs> Reggie's like, "You son of a bitch." Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, Craig is to me as I'm to Reggie now. It's a little foreign. Um, yeah, Reggie is in Canada. He sent me a couple notes where he was. He was enjoying some stuff. He sent me notes about food. <laughs> and I was loving it too. Uh, he's now a, a huge uh, poutine uh, fan. Which poutine is are, d- delicious. We love it. Uh, but now we're going to do uh, the end. It's actually Manship. Manship's going to take Reggie's segment right now with the What's up, Manship? What's up, Manship? What's up, Manship? Uh, yes, he starts this email, which was titled, My name is Jeff. Eric. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Thanks <laughs> for the offer of $500 per segment for What's Manshipping next week. I don't know what you're doing <laughs> off the air, but I never agreed to I'm this. I'm telling you, when I look at that, the What's Manshipping sounds, <laughs> sounds so <laughs> ridiculous when I see it written out as well. Uh, but sadly, I have to decline. Oh. My voice sounds a lot like Jim's impression of Britney Spears. <laughs> a lot of voice talk tonight. Um, though he goes on to say that my impression of Dan is spot on, by the way. I have to agree with him there. Hello, weird science. <laughs> there you go. And I am only 5'8". Little guy he is, Eric. A little, yes, he is. Little fella. Oh, what are you? 5'7". Five, seven and a half. See, that. that's how you know you're short when you have to use the half. I told you, I said that. Up until about six foot, uh, guys will add that half. <laughs> yeah, I'm five, seven and a half. So me, me and Manship can go toe to toe. Mano a mano. No, no. He's not he Amish, a, is he? He's a little taller than you, so. Yeah, well, I'll take him down. And I, he's only five bad. So Eric already hates me. See, he, he, you jumped the gun and yeah, Eric doesn't like little fellas. So <laughs> I'm telling you. Me and Manship could both take you. We'll line up and beat the shit out of you. Oh, yeah, I'm fragile. Yes, you are. I'm telling you, you could just a verbal onslaught, and you're down in the fetal position, like we said last week. Also, thanks for calling me smart, just because I'm an engineer. I, I, it'd be funny if he was actually a railroad engineer. Now, that's a guy who knows what he's got in life, Eric. A railroad engineer with that cool-looking hat. Do Not they a lot of them hats? Uh, and he's uh, here's another guy. He's at the paperclip factory. Not a lot has changed <laughs> in the past hundred years with the paperclip. So my job, as Eric says, is not rocket surgery. 
Damn right. And then he, he wants to have this. He wants that. When we, last week we were talking about wrestlers versus DC comic characters, he wants Ravishing Rick Rude versus Bueno Excelente. <laughs> and he adds that. <laughs> and he goes with bueno. <laughs> Superman ship. He's this week. All uh, right. And then he, he emailed us a couple of times. I emailed him back. What he did. Of course was, he did. He sent us an email then and said, man, what's up with Eric? Did he miss work? He got Green Lantern up pretty quick. Well, you know, and then I got mad thinking that was an insult to me. <laughs> and I was like, listen, some of us have five kids and a, and a demanding lifestyle with a wife who doesn't like the podcast or the site. So I can't get things up as quick as you. Uh, That's what she said. And uh, <laughs> you got that Green Lantern. Don't laugh at that. We're not allowed to laugh at those jokes. I know. That's why you're the so, worst. Later, after complimenting Eric on timely reviews of Green Lantern and telling me to keep it in my pants, he said this about Green Lantern. I agree with Eric. Not much story-wise happened in this issue, but I really enjoyed taking in each panel. Relic had lots of detail. And, of course, I had to go back to the end of Godhead to see the creature busting out through the wall again. What is it and what is it? What is it? its agenda, Eric? What is it and what's its agenda? It is a terrible, answer? terrible monster man, and he wants to turn things to stone, apparently. Yeah, he does. He the wants, end. The end. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit because that's the mail. And again, if you want to email us, email us at weirdsciencedcomics at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm really having problems tonight. I think uh, you're, since you did not stumble all over Reggie's mail, yeah, you're stumbling now I'm over the stumbling rest. over everything. But speaking of Reggie, he had, did send in his segment early. So Good on Reggie. We have his Reggie. Reggie's you hear that, segment. Dan? That's how you do it. Hooey, don't you start that. You're going to have people quit. Dan said on Twitter this week that he was going to do his segment, and he hasn't quit yet. And yet. I put, yet. And he goes, yeah. And he still was a little like, you know, he still wants to make us think he's quitting. <laughs> but as of now, I don't know if he did because he still hasn't sent us the mail. Yeah. Or his mail, his... Uh, his news. So we, that's why we... His mail of the news. news. His mail Because he news. mails it in normally. He mails the news Ooh. of the news. <laughs> oh, he mails it in, does he? Ooh, I didn't even catch that. Ooh, you are sharp as a tack. You're as sharp as a bowling ball. Oh. But yeah, Reggie's going to talk about the killing joke, Eric. Excellent. And I think it's in defense of the killing joke because he loves it. He loves the killing, killing joke. Killing joke is an amazing like story. You. Yeah, people don't like it anymore. Not on their watch. Not on their watch. Team Batgirl started a flood of hate on The Killing Joke. Next thing I know, every site around has their why the killing joke must die. Why the killing joke's no funny. Why why the killing joke, the joke's on us. I don't know. Bunch of fucking sheep. Why the joke is killing me. But here goes Reggie in Reggie's recklessness. Do it, Reg. Do it, Reggie, with that deep voice. Ooh. Karmic enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Brayfogle. A young woman and her mustachioed father are enjoying a quiet evening at home. They are in the living room. He is pouring through an old scrapbook, clipping and pasting newspaper articles onto the pages. She places a tray of hot cocoa on the coffee table and engages in some light banter with her dad. There's a knock at the door, and the young woman strides across the room expecting to see someone from her yoga class for a prearranged meeting. 
She opens the door to find two oversized burly men flanking a pale gaunt fellow wearing a novelty Hawaiian shirt, a camera looped around his neck, and holding a pistol in his hand aimed right at her midsection. He fires, and the bullet rips through her abdomen. She falls to the floor. This scene is the controversial shooting of Barbara Gordon by Batman's nemesis, the Joker, which takes place in Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' The Killing Joke, an original graphic novel released by DC Comics in 1988. The story goes on to show Barbara's father, Commissioner James Gordon, kidnapped by the Joker's twisted minions, stripped naked and forced to endure a maddening funhouse ride through a montage of photos depicting Barbara's bleeding, naked body. Meanwhile, we learn that the Joker's bullet has shattered her spine and she will likely never walk again. This is not a fun comic book story for children. Long regarded as a totem Batman tale, along with works like The Dark Knight Returns and The Long Halloween, The Killing Joke has lately come under scrutiny, first when DC announced Raphael Albuquerque's variant cover for Batgirl No. 41, which paid homage to the graphic novel, and more recently when it was announced that animator Bruce Timm would be producing a cartoon adaptation of the work in 2016. These things happen during a sort of perfect storm in the fictional life of Barbara Gordon. You see, though original graphic novels are normally conceived as happening outside of regular comics continuity, back in 1988, DC Editorial decided to maintain Barbara Gordon's paralyzed status in monthly issues, but turned into a greater character named Oracle, who had more impact on the DC universe at large. She would feed information and provide network support for Batman and the Bat family, as well as her own team of female heroes, the Birds of Prey, and would sometimes work with the Justice League of America on their missions. Though it seemed a little strange to have a superhero permanently disabled in a world where Superman dies and returns to life, and Bruce Wayne himself heals to peak efficiency after a broken back, both stories that happened within a few years of the killing joke, Oracle turned out to be a very compelling character, a patron cape for disabled fans and much beloved by comic book readers. And then the New 52 happened. With the New 52, the events of the killing joke remained in continuity, but Barbara had recovered from her wheelchair-bound condition and took to Gotham streets again as Batgirl. People seemed okay with this, and under the pen of Gail Simone, Batgirl maintained a respectable, if not entirely, enthusiastic readership. In November of 2014, the creative team changed to those currently on the book, Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart with newcomer Babs Tarr on art. They changed the book's direction and look, and whipped fans into a near frenzy over what would herald the publishing shift at DC Comics as a whole. A mere five months later, Raphael Albuquerque's variant cover was announced, and people were pissed. Their argument was that the Batgirl is depicted in current continuity, the one who would be reflected in the pages of issue number 41, that would have had the variant cover in question would never be subjugated by the Joker the way she had been in The Killing Joke. And some would invoke a four-letter word to describe what Barbara suffered at the hands of the clown prince of crime. Rape. You may consider me naive or blinkered or otherwise deluded, but since I read The Killing Joke at the pubescent age of 13, I never thought the Joker raped Barbara Gordon. I thought he shot and paralyzed her, undressed her and took photographs of her naked while, and writhing in pain on the floor, which he would later use to antagonize her father in his macabre carnival of freaks and death. This is certainly sexual abuse and torture. In no way do I think the crimes committed against Barbara are minor or platonic. But rape? I just didn't see it. 
and Barbara's reaction when she tells Batman to find her father, and Jim Gordon's reaction when viewing the photographs, or even in the Joker's darkly comedic spiel as he reveals these pictures to Gordon. I never considered that rape might have occurred until I began connecting with the comics internet, where there has been a vocal, if small, community of people denouncing the killing joke on those grounds. For the purposes of this podcast, I reread The Killing Joke to be more recently familiar with the story, and I still don't think the Joker raped Barbara. I can see how one might interpret that, but to do so requires a reader to make a narrative leap that suggests any number of possible egregious physical crimes. I don't think it's wrong to think one way or the other about the story, but I do think the more obvious conclusion is that rape did not happen. The Barbara Gordon depicted in The Killing Joke is not the same Barbara depicted in the pages of current Batgirl comic books. She wasn't even the Barbara Gordon first depicted in the Silver Age, librarian by day whose skirt reversed into a cape for crime fighting at night. She wasn't the congresswoman of the 1970s stories or love interest to Dick Grayson as shown in the pages of the Bronze Age comic Batman family. One of the perceived problems with the way Barbara is represented in The Killing Joke is that she doesn't seem like anyone important at all, more of a plot device to get Jim Gordon from point A to point B, and a reason for him to go squirrely later on. Commissioner Gordon himself is really just a pawn in this whole game, a conceptual pure soul that the Joker wants to corrupt in order to prove a point. The whole story is about Batman and the Joker, and in part how they make everyone in Gotham the supporting characters and victims of their internal fight against each other. Injured, murdered, or sexually assaulted women are often used as catalysts for righteous rage in comic books and other stories. But in the case of The Killing Joke, I always thought the point was that everyone is a casualty in Batman and Joker's war. Even the real estate agent who sells Joker the dilapidated carnival that he would turn into his horror show is unceremoniously killed, his stiffened corpse left on a bouncy elephant ride for the duration of the story. The people of Gotham, and perhaps the city itself, are just collateral damage in Batman's obsessed crusade for justice. His violent cruelty that is applied to denizens of the underworld that Batman presses for information regarding the Joker's whereabouts. Even the broken hands and blackened eyes turn out to be pointless. Batman finds out where the Joker is when an invitation to his circus is sent to the Gotham City Police Department. Today in comic books, heroes have their families assaulted and their limbs fractured as a matter of course. But when Alan Moore wrote The Killing Joke in the late 80s, fresh off of critical and sales successes saga of The Swamp Thing and maxi-series Watchmen, it was unusual. And though the antithetical relationship between Batman and the Joker had been explored in the comics before, it had never been treated so carefully. Many of the underlying concepts and suggestions about what a world with superheroes really entails that are used in comics today can be traced directly to Moore and Ballon's groundbreaking work. And that's the important thing to understand. It was groundbreaking. The story might only seem trite or obvious today because it shaped so many comics that came after it. Like all works, The Killing Joke should be appreciated in the context in which it was created. We don't denounce Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn for its portrayal of post-Reconstruction South or deny the brilliance of painter Pieter Mondrian's later work that is reminiscent of the opening credits to Saved by the Bell. We understand these were works for their time revolutionary and forward-thinking endeavors that would change all art that followed. We can do no less for as seminal a work as The Killing Joke. On a technical level, The Killing Joke is inarguably superior, expertly rendered by Brian Ballon and plotted in a tight grid by the creative team. As for the story, well, that's a matter of opinion. It can certainly be said that, in concentrating on Batman, the Gordon family is reduced to sputtering flotsam, cast about by circumstances of the story with few meaningful repercussions. I don't think Alan Moore can be faulted for Barbara's paralysis being brought into DC continuity, 
and yet one must wonder what the point was of paralyzing her in the first place. Surely her father, Jim Gordon, would be just as shocked by photos of Barbara naked and bleeding in any capacity, and likely couldn't tell that she was unable to walk from still photographs. This gives some credence to the suggestion that Joker committed rape, but it's equally as likely that he purposely paralyzed her so he could position her for photographs with ease. Whether the killing joke is a good story is up for debate and probably always will be. Let's not judge it based on our feelings for Barbara Gordon. Instead, let's consider it as it was conceived. A singular story about a world where villains and heroes are more alike than we might comfortably otherwise allow. For Weird Science DC Comics blog at blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Brayfogle, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night. And have a pleasant tomorrow. The Intelligent, clean cut, dabble. Blowing our scales on the round barometer. Raising temperatures upon the hip hop thermometer. Commercial. Controversial's not my image. I'm roughing up rappers just like a football scrimmage. Put them to a test, see if they can commit. And if they can't, take an order like my dog. Sit. Oh, that killing joke. How about Ooh, it? <laughs> it makes me laugh every time, that killing joke. Makes Batman laugh, too. Yeah, it did. You like that part. Everybody love loves it. that part, right? Except these people who hate it. Oh, God. They hate it. But you know what I hate? Besides you and Craig. And your family. And my family and my life and the world. <laughs> the books, Eric. I hate them. Actually, they were a little down this week. This week was a terrible week, week in books. Not, and what, what makes it worse, there weren't too many. So a lot of times. Now, I had a couple okay ones. Uh, yeah. The, the, you had... You had three books. That's it. Yes, I, had, I had, had three books this you week. You had three. I had four. I liked two of mine. Um, I liked one. Yeah, so that that's down. That's not the greatest of uh, ratios there. No, not at all. It this week not, was really down. Yeah. And I'm like, I need my DC comic fix. <clears throat> yeah, well, This week did not do it. This week, too, uh, I'm writing up the notes and doing this, and I'm like, boy, this is not going to be fun. It, it, everything gets thrown off. Like People are oh, you just like to hate things. No, I, I do like to hate things but yeah you do with, with yeah. comics though like this it makes everything in our life so much better if they're good and yeah. uh, this week was not very good and in fact reading the books again and writing my notes up i was like oh god do we have to do this tonight can we just let's mail it in like dan <laughs> mail that bitch in uh but uh, and now dan quit yes out of nowhere though i get the big book of the week and it's almost by default you know what the thing is though? i think this is your first First book it's of the been week. for a while. Uh, I've had, I think I've had a couple because I think I mentioned, I think one time maybe Action Comics would have been one of those, something like that. But yeah, um, the two sweetest words in the English language, Eric, default. That's how I got this book because it was just one of those where, yeah, it's big, but it's, you know, it, this book is Detective Comics. Uh, most times it just gets thrown down in the deal. Usually it's been coming out with Batman, so it would never top that. But I get the first book, Eric, and it is, like I said, Detective Comics number 43, written by Brian Bucciolato, art by Fernando Blanco, Blanco. and Brian Bucciolato. Ooh-wee, that guy has a double threat. Brian Bucciolato gives us the penultimate issue of his run, and this issue might be all about the setup, but I like what it sets up and the setup of the setup. We continue seeing Gordon struggle as Batman, this time being duped by the Lamort gang and find out that Yip or Yi, as whoever wants to tell you the pronunciation, being dirty is the worst kept secret of the GCPD. Out of nowhere, we get my least favorite character, Joker's daughter, and find out that Lamort is working for the Falcons. Lamorte. Lamorte. 
But the best part of the issue is how it ends and what that leads to. Robo Batman versus Joker bot, but more importantly to me, the next issue showing what really happened in the awesome Detective Comics sneak peek from a couple months ago. Uh, you didn't like this issue. No. Uh, it's a run-of-the-mill issue. Nothing really went down that interests me. Well, the problem is, again, you have to go into it remi- remembering this is the second-to-last issue of his run. They're not going to give you much, and that said, why all, wouldn't they give me much? Because it's all set up for next issue. Next issue is going to be the why big bang. Why does the bang. final issue have to be the big bang? Why can't they tell a decent story all the way through? Because that's how they always do it. You got to set up things. I actually tell them I hate them. No, actually, you want to see what I think? I think the story was supposed to be a lot longer, and then Manipul was leaving. Then they decided to go with Tomasi, and you got to add, you know, get all these things. This Joker's daughter showing up out of nowhere. Uh, seems Crazy. very odd to me, and to me, this was supposed to be drawn out a little more. I think that it was supposed to last a bunch more issues, and it's not, so they had to get things going, and this is the issue where you see it the most, where we're like, okay, we got to get this, 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 and this, because we already know how we want it to end, and in fact, Tomasi is already working on shit from how it's going to end, so we have to end it that way. And that's what I think. I think things are thrown in here. Um, I like how it starts. I, I like this book. I've said it in the podcast before. I really enjoy Gordon in this book and Batman because he struggles. And you get to see this learning curve and that Lamorte. You got that in Batman. Yeah, no. He's just, in Batman to me, he's just kind of asking like, oh, how would Batman do this? This, he's just, he's not very good. And not very this good one, in them either. Well, this one, though, he gets duped out of getting out of his bat suit. And they steal the power core. That's what they wanted. They didn't <laughs> want Batman. They've been setting him up to think that they've been going after him. Yeah. They haven't. They want that power core. And you see that that's what they, that was one of their two contracts in Gotham. And that one went to Joker's daughter. So they hand over the, the power core to Joker's daughter. She takes it. In the meantime, the other big story is uh, Yip, where she is dirty. She's a dirty cop. She's yeah, setting up. Yeah, we've been up. tiptoeing around this for a while now. Now well, everybody knows it. Yeah, there's no tiptoeing. Everybody knows it. So something's going on weird. I Again, I thought going through this whole thing that she was not going to die like they said. They even yeah. have that bit in this one from the uh, preview where he uh, bullet goes to Gordon and says, Hey, I need your help. I need you to kill my partner. Why are you and, talking like that, Harvey? Yeah, that's this is says. serious. That's what he says. Yeah, listen, I smoke these cigars. I got a friggin' rough voice. So take that. But yeah, um, I'll tell you one thing. That goddamn circus, finally at least it starts a little. They, they get there to... Well, the whole thing has been leading to this run-through. You get the idea through this whole thing that the um, the target for this attack is going to be a... A celebrity or a big or person in Gotham. Figure. I yeah. don't think it is anymore. I think it's somebody in the police department or the whole thing. I actually think that it's going down now. And, you think it's uh, Tommy Schroeder from down the street? It might be. It's going down. And again, this this whole circus thing has just lasted too long. It's like Everything's lasted too uh, long. I know. that it, it is weird. But like I said, everything seems like in this issue, like, boom, we better get to this part. And they go... I really don't have a lot to say. Uh, lot, Bullock um, confronts Yip and says, you know, I know you're you're dirty. She punches him, goes off, says, I'm already dead. So there's another <laughs> little hint. Then uh, freaking Alvarez, and I think it's, uh, is it, who is with Alvarez? I can't remember. Uh, they know that, everybody knows that she's dirty. It's so odd. It's like, like I said, you have a dirty cop and everybody's just like, yeah, we know she's dirty. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm saying um, they this issue though 
threw it in our face so goddamn much with this dirty business and even Harvey going the freaking yip and saying, look, why, like, you're dirty. Everybody knows. I'm not going to turn you in, but it doesn't matter because everybody knows. It's been thrown in our face so goddamn much with even her saying, I can't stop this. I'm already dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She's obviously gonna innocent of this goddamn thing. She's not dirty. She's playing some game where she's stuck in something. Somebody's been using something against her. No, no, and this whole killing thing that we're like been leading to since the sneak peek, it's not gonna be real. Yeah, either that or it'd be weird. I was just gonna say, like they're trying to root somebody else out with this connection she yeah. has where she's sending. But then I was gonna say that would make sense if Montoya showed up, and like she knew or she was and. But it that doesn't make sense with how she's dealing with uh, Harvey, unless they think Harvey's dirty. It's I don't know, but yeah, like you said, she's not dirty. But the she's Falcon, either the got Falcons something. have her sister or some shit. Yeah, either that or they just want to root out like who's behind all this craziness. But that it, or they found out she has a kid out west somewhere. Out west. <laughs> what does that mean? You mean Western PA or <laughs> I Utah? Don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it ends. With the explosion kind of from that sneak peek, and there goes Batman, the Batsuit goes down, and you have Joker Bot, which is so goddamn big. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I like it. I, I think it's okay. I'm going to leave everything up for next, uh, next month. Uh, like I said, I hate Joker's daughter, but I want to see what she's involved with here. But I, I really don't have a lot to say. I like the art. I didn't like the color work by um, Butchelano. Yeah, the color work is rough. Yeah, I thought it was rough. Especially on close-ups. And again, maybe that's because things are getting rushed to end. I, I don't know. Uh, I gave it an 8.5. I'm looking I, at this one picture here where uh, Alvarez and like Block are like almost button heads. That's how close they are. It's mm-hmm. a profile shot of both. Alvarez looks great. Bullock looks like a goddamn cartoon. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I liked it enough. I like that it sets up this last issue for a lot of shit going down. I think it'll be exciting. I do like uh, Bucciolato's, uh Detective Comics up until now. I, I've enjoyed it. I it's, like it it's more. It's okay for me. I it's like really it been running it's, like now. I said, it's like a GCPD type deal, but then this this issue kind of does throw a wrench in that where all of a sudden things got a little uh, ridiculous. And, well, were you reading this beforehand? Yeah. Like when I had the I book? read after the um, the Terminal. I started reading that was that, terrible, that, yeah. that side story. Now they so you read the, all the anarchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, right. I read that leading up until this. And I, I that, that was it. running the mill for me, too. Nah, there was like really it. good aspects, but it, was just, it fell yeah. flat for me at the end. Um, but yeah, like I said, I gave it an 8.5. I really don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, it's all set up. What, what I'd would you probably give it? give it a 6. Yeah, a 6. A 6. 6.5 six, right. tops. Yeah, well, yeah, I gave it an 8.5. I'm, I'm the highest that I saw. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I've been rough on all of the books pretty much this week, and I don't know if this down week has just it's gotten, gotten like you. it's actually affecting the work I'm doing on these. The work you the call work. that work? Yeah, yeah I call um, that work. In this, oh, actually, I'm wrong. Um, there's one review higher than me on the roundup, but then most it goes down to a four. Batman News gave it a four. They don't like it. IGN a five five. I give it an eight five. I stick with it, Eric. There's one, one, there's one comic later that I'll tell you that I read the book again. <laughs> Boy, I would have went way lower, but yeah. Uh, next book is yours. Yes, it is. With Green Lantern number 43, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Ethan Van Skyver and Alex Sinclair. It's time for Hal to find some answers on what's causing planets to turn to stone and to get to the bottom of the Scooby-Doo-like mystery. Our favorite former Green Lantern has to go talk to Relic, but Relic is clueless, it seems, and besides... For getting Relic back in the mix and knowing that Black Hand is going to Earth, not much went down in this issue. 
The end. Yeah, Relic seemed real, really odd in this. Like, I'm telling you, I love Relic. Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense to go to him for some goddamn answers. Didn't do goddamn answers. thing. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He seems very confused. Yeah, hey, I think it's Blackhand. Well, you're wrong, Relic. You, know right? you know what I think is funny in this? That made me chuckle right off the bat. They had these bombshell covers. Yeah. Uh, it's Hal. Yeah. That made me laugh. Well, I'm saying the Detective Comics one was Huntress, and I really dug that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most All of them are the bombshell women. Yeah. And then there's Hal. Uh, It just made me laugh. I don't know what else they would have. I guess they could add Carol. (laughs) Yeah, they could Uh, add Carol, especially since she owns the goddamn uh, air fleet. Yeah, it just made me laugh. I don't think that's the word I want, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, it just, I don't know why. It made me chuckle, and I'm paging through this, and it made me chuckle again. Yeah. yeah, I uh, was not a big uh, fan of this. You know what? This book has a lot of people moping around. Like Black Hand at the beginning. He's the biggest moper I've ever Sad seen. Him. Right oh, there. my God. He's, I wanted to just, you want to reach in and shake his ass and just say, you know, break out of it, buddy. He is I'm so saying, upset. In the review, I'm not, I didn't really talk about it. I'm waiting for something to really happen with him to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even have a lot of my notes here, except for that at the end of what we have here, we know he's going back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, he can't make people raise from the dead anymore. He's just turned in the stone, which yeah. is actually a good thing because of this issue. Prior to this, we had a scene where everybody was stone, and I didn't know if you know he was trying to bring stone back from the dead or like you know like he did on the source wall before. Yeah, yeah. This actually cleared some of that up, so I appreciate that. But the rest is it's another issue of setup. That is all we've had since How Went Renegade on our asses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas style. Yeah, what's great is the the best thing that we've gotten from this it has been the sneak peek yeah the first issue was good but that was because it you know it was it's all new se- it was you, set up set and up. we wanted it was to set up it. but yeah you're gonna have that you have to have something first started issue. off but makes yeah, sense since then i don't know two I, more issues to set up after that um yeah and then uh uh virgo he's another sad sack everybody's a sad sack in this thing virgo he's was fucking upset. useless and well he not only was he useless why did he put the gauntlet on because he's an asshole. It doesn't make sense. Hal goes well, he out saw to see Hal Relic. Use it. Well, Hal goes out to see Relic, and he basically says, "Hey, make sure you, you keep an eye on this gauntlet. I can't don't use let Trapper use yeah, it. I can't use it because this guy, if he sees this, if he knows I'm a lantern to have any sort of light, he's gonna he's gonna kill us all. So he goes out. He's talking with Relic. Doesn't look like shit's going down, does it? Does no, it seem like any nice danger? Conversa- no, nice conversation about sudden, science and whatnot. All of a sudden, Virgo seems to think that trouble's happening and has to put that gauntlet on. And it makes no sense. Unless, I, unless, I'm telling unless you Unless the gauntlet is kind of... Uh, forcing its will. Yes, that's the only thing I was thinking. That That's the only thing. But it didn't even seem like no, they were pushing that. It just seemed like he... And the other thing is... Um, we like Darlene in this book, correct? I don't I, like her anymore. I like the original concept I don't like of her Darlene. anymore. I, I'm sick I. of it. I think it's stupid. I like that she is a um, has a little she's disgruntled. She's snarky. Yeah. I, I like just snarky. I don't like disgruntled. I, and then she's like, I don't like organics. Oh, here we go. Kill all humans. Just, Got you, oh Darlene. Oh my god, this is so stupid. And you mentioned it to me. There's a big battle when once Virgo puts the gauntlet on. Relic senses the uh, the light. Yeah, that's what he does. Sends his crazy things after them. It's light draining yeah, drones. His drones, and they go. Hal goes out to fight them, and there's him and Darlene having a conversation. Bullshit. <laughs> it's makes the worst no time sense ever. And you know what else? Um, to me, was weird. You have this fight where he's the the dr- the drones. Right. Did, were, was there any tension for you in this fight? 
No. It was just, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's get on with it. He has a freaking contract. Again, it's this book, I really want to like it. I really do. It's Green Lantern's one of my favorite superheroes again, of all time. We, and I love this new and, concept for him. It's going nowhere. Yeah, and we go into this week thinking that this was definitely the big book of the week for us. We thought definitely. it was going to be. We're like, okay, either it's going to rebound. We like Van Diddy. It's going to, it's going to go. This is going to be the first As book we Chris talk said, about. I know. Is it Manship or Chris who said that? No, I guess it was Manship. Said, I had this review up real fast. Yeah, yeah. You were all excited. Book. And again, when we say that uh, a good review helps us more than our crazy, you know, bitching and moaning, it does. It helps us on our site. It yeah. helps us on the thing, on the podcast here. It helps and, our moods. And we like to enjoy it. Yeah, it yeah. sets everything off when that first book is bad. And yeah, I, I didn't enjoy this at all. I really didn't. And I, I like the art by um, Ethan Man Skyver. But again, even that was a little off to me. It seemed like, well, he just jumped on this issue and it seemed like he had his own ideas for some things. Well, uh, I don't know. I've seen Ethan do a Green Lantern many, many times. Yeah. I love Ethan Van Skyder oh, as yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. I don't know if it's his inks on this book or the colors is just not suited. He's not doing the bright enough colors. This yeah. book was all for the art. Yeah, I, I think that basically for me, the art just didn't wow me like like exactly. uh, Ethan Van Skyver usually does. Like you would think. I'm that saying, there I got been... excited when I saw Van Skyver on the credits. And uh, Manship actually mentioned I did like the big panels with Relic. Yeah, I enjoyed those. But other than that, I, I just thought I think the whole thing seemed off to me. It just I don't know. You can't have a third issue. Where, like you said, everything's been set up for this whole three. Now, again, well, I say part. that, we but have... there will be later that I say that you can. But the way this is, it's boring. I don't like his crew. I'm saying um, that's, the, that's the thing. Virgo and Trapper are not interesting companions. No. And they just seem to be there as bumbling sidekicks. No, and, and Darlene... You know, that, you know that Trapper will eventually fuck Hal yeah, over. And now yeah. I'm just waiting for Virgo to continue trying to help Hal, but screwing him over yeah, by doing I so. I think that's more of it. I actually think Trapper's going to uh, end up a pretty good dude. I think that he's he gonna kind of shows so it. I don't know. I just think that Virgo is going to be one of these guys who just keeps messing up. He's it's like he's, having a Lou Costello or a Curly yeah, next yeah. to him. It's it's not fun. And Darlene is not fun. No, and I really thought she was going to be so much fun for how to banter back and forth with. Now she's annoying. Annoying as shit. She's annoying. I don't even want to hear her anymore, and that's bad. It's only three issues in, and that was one of the big things we liked. And we said, oh, this is great because Hal needs another person to talk to. You can't yeah. just have Hal. Then he gets a, a stupid crew and Darlene talking, and it all comes off as just not good. And that's the worst part. In the beginning of this book, we had this whole thing where Hal is building the spacesuit, like all of constructs he's building it with, like, you know, like construct screwdrivers and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's just looking into the vastness of space and seeing how beautiful this is yeah. and reflecting – on how he has lost the, his precious Green Lantern Corps. Yep. And Virgo comes in. They have this, what's supposed to be a deep moment together. Because Virgo's lost his whole planet. He's yep. lost everything. Yeah. And Hal kind of feels like a dick for saying, like, he's lost as much as Virgo. But it's just supposed to be this, like, I'm going to cry on your shoulder bit. Yeah. But I don't know Virgo. Yeah, I have it, no connection yeah, to this you guy have, at all. It and has it just, no emotion. This just falls flat. Well, and then I'm looking at it later, like I was saying about, and you were saying with the banner during the fight. One of yeah. the things is, uh, it goes back to what you were just saying. Uh, Darlene says, what was the expression you used? Nice to see the roses. I don't know what a rose is. And then Hal's response, you're mad I don't bring you flowers? <sighs> I'm like, really? This is not good dialogue. It's not. I see why Carol broke up with you, Hal. <laughs> That's why we're right to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle doesn't do this now. He draws me pictures like Jack yeah, did he, in freaking Titanic. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, uh, what else do I got for this book? Oh, yeah. The one thing I really wanted to bring up. We have all these – we have so many aspects to different stories going on for these mm-hmm. three issues. Uh, we have uh, the planet's turning to stone, the core missing, and Krona's gauntlets forcing its will upon Hal. Yeah. And we're not getting anywhere with any of these no. little subplots. And uh, add Black Hand. And Black Hand. And I, don't even, yeah. see, I don't even count that because yeah, nothing's saying, going yeah, on. Big, but it is. It's another thing that it just has gone nowhere. Yeah. You get nothing. I, I don't, again. And then they throw in the guy at the end where there's that other. Oh, the gray agents. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. idea what's going on. Throw with the gray agents in there as well. Throw just, that in the mix. Throw everything not? in. Why? Nothing's not? happening. Uh, they, oh, my God. I hate Darlene. Oh, my God. Because then she's, he's like, Darlene, please. He's in the middle of like, a ship can dream. And then remember, she's talking about like how she wants to retire. And oh, my God. Go to some kind of up. ship farm Is or whatever. Is there like a reset button? You control alternate delete her ass. Uh, Reboot. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, what'd you give it? Uh, now I'm actually thinking I went high because yeah. after all, now I'm actually angry. Yeah. Six out of ten. Yeah. And pretty I, much I, I've started to defend myself here. I put a little note here. Just because I still like Van Skyver's art and I love the concept for the story, I'd just like to see it move a little faster. Yeah, I think I would have probably given it a five. Uh, it's right down the middle for me. It's nothing great. I, I'm, I Now, again, that's what happens in this podcast. We start, we start talking, talking about these things yeah. and I get angry. But yeah, I probably would have given it a five. Like we talk about this shit during the week, and uh, just it's basic concept stuff or yeah. stuff we just think's ridiculous. But once we get on the goddamn mics, we just start picking fun. Yeah. Well, here's part. the other thing though: is uh, during the week when we're at work, and I come in and I go, "Oh, I read this book. Oh, wait, do you see this?" And I would say, "Wait, do you get to this part?" So you're not joining in. Once both of us start. You know, exactly. bashing a book, book the then the I start getting angry. <laughs> yeah, when I'm telling you, I'm actually like, oh, and where do you see this? And I want to see how you feel about that and this yeah. and that. And when we actually both feel the same way, then, oh, my goodness, <laughs> the floodgates of hate open. And uh, that ties into our next book, Eric, because this next book wants me. I, I want to strangle somebody when I read this. And I'm, I'm talking about Midnighter, number three. Yes, you are. Written by Steve Orlando, art by Aiko, Hugo Petrus, and Romalo Fajardo jr <laughs> midnighter was one of my favorite new books way way back in june all the way back in june unfortunately it's gone downhill since that first issue and i'm starting to regret taking it as one of my review books while every other so reviewer I, seemed to love this issue i didn't how it's, the fuck did they love i it? don't know the dialogue was clunky and the main plot of midnighter saving a kidnapped girl was confusing convoluted and uninteresting Speaking of uninteresting, I know that Midnighter can't get over Apollo, but I moved on, and I hope this book does too. When the issue shifts gears for the tenth time by introducing Dick Grayson and Spiral at the end, I just shook my head and cried a single tear, Eric, like Black Hand. This book has become a hot mess. Midnighter looks a lot like Black Hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. I don't even, when we do these, I always pull up the book I, digitally. and I'm doing I, it right now. I don't even want to do that. That's how I'm telling you. I, I, I'll tell you the score at the end, and I don't know what what was I smoking that I gave it that <laughs> high a, a thing because I did not like this book at all. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, and I'll get into it later of my theories. But Steve Orlando, this book has gone off the rails. This is the worst dialogue of any book that I've read since Anno Senti's Catwoman. It's not brother. good. I'm telling you, this dialogue is clunky. It makes no sense. And you know what somebody told me earlier today? They said, Steve Orlando seems to be stringing words together into sentences that don't even seem to fit. Hey, who said that? You told me that. Damn I right I did. This book, 
I don't know. It's almost like... I got done reading it today, and I'm like, what did I just read? Because yeah. none of the words went together properly in my mind. Well, if you remember, I really... I love the first issue. Yeah, and I love the second you issue. You love the second issue. We, we disagreed with that. I didn't exactly. like it because it was a little too straightforward for me. And I didn't like the first one yes. because I didn't understand it. I was so worried that you were going to like this issue, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I would have stopped the podcast and come and slit your throat. I hated it that much. Stop and, threatening that. And that, it's one of those things where you... I'm sure this happens with, with your girlfriend, where you okay. hate something so much. Say, like, you hate the fifth element. Yes, which I do. The, with such a passion, then when somebody says they like it, you actually lose respect for them a bit. And That's the worst it, part. All my friends love yeah. the fifth element. And you just want... So this is what was going to happen. If you said, no, I, I actually liked it, I... I don't know. You Podcast never, over. You Something never would have been able to recover from that because in my <laughs> mind you were a freaking retard. Uh, boy, I don't do, – are you with me now a little bit? Last issue I said that I'm starting to not like Midnighter as, yeah. as a person or character. I hate him now. I really don't like him. They try – Steve Orlando is trying He's desperately. Trying way too hard. And um, how he saves this girl who's been kidnapped to me is uh, the opposite of when you have a villain kick a dog. It's like, what can we do to make him more likable? Okay, he'll save a little girl. But everything is off. Uh, and in these other reviews, they even say, like, oh, there's a heartfelt moments and all this. I don't get it. Everything seemed phony. Yeah. In this book, everything, it, it seems to happen at that instant. There's no backstory or no history of anything going on. Midnighter shows up at this lady's house. I'm looking at it right now. Her daughter's been kidnapped. And I'll ding tell dong, you. Ding dong, ding dong. I echo does a great pa- a great thing where they're looking through the peephole at Midnighter. That's my favorite thing of the I'm whole saying, book. This is the only part of the book that I enjoy. Yeah, I actually really like that. The lady opens the door and says, is this a home invasion? Lady, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're supposed funny. to ask that to the people. Don't actually, open the door first. You know first. what you do? You don't answer. And again, The dude's she, in a mask. I'm you're saying, looking at You him. look through the peephole. The guy's in black leather with combat boots and uh, like knee crazy pads. knee pads and a, a gimp mask on, you, <laughs> you do not answer that door. Especially your your daughter's just been kidnapped. You don't Seriously. know what's going on. Uh, but then she goes on and it, it's so off. She's like, oh, he's like, I know your daughter's been kidnapped. I'm going to help. Oh, you want some breakfast? I'm like, what is this mother no, doing? No, no, I, I got to read this verbatim, dude. <sighs> my name is Midnighter. One of my people told me your story, and I wanted to talk to you about finding your daughter and beating in, <laughs> inventively and repeatedly the people that took her. Who talks like that? Nobody. And then she's like, oh, want you some want breakfast. some breakfast? Like, in the meantime, I can understand the idea behind it, but the way Orlando makes Midnighter talk no, is infuriating. Well, that, but what, where I'm getting uh, a problem with this is that this woman's daughter's been kidnapped. Uh, how long has she been gone? Uh, what was it? I forget now. now. Two days? Say. Oh, okay. I don't think they ever say, so you don't get an idea. I'm thinking in this that it was yesterday. Like, in my mind, it just happened. Hold on. I'm looking here. It just uh-huh. says Oakland later. Oh, no, hold on. I know. Uh, Does it say later in a point? I know she said she didn't come home from school. But, yeah. yeah. She says that about go- not with the school. I don't think they ever say how long it's been. And you need that reference. If this if this daughter was yesterday, didn't yeah. come over. Why is this mother just hanging out, making the breakfast? I'm telling uh, you, we, we talked about this before I read it, You're, and I was getting infuriated with you telling me about it. Yeah. And all it reminded me, I want Midnighter to come in and pull the line from Billy Madison. You get off your ass and you find that fucking dog. Yeah. 
why is she responsibility not only is she again how about this your daughter's kidnapped usually when something like this happens it's kind of tough to eat and kind of tough to get through your day she's making toast she's got sausage looks like freaking sausage of the freaking pancakes it's like a freaking country breakfast going on in the south she's starting the first day of the rest of her life why is she She is happy that girl is is giving up i don't even think it's a real daughter I think she sold her. I don't know what's going on. And then Midnighter's there, and he's there, and then she explains. And I'll, again, I'd like to read this whole goddamn issue to just to prove to people that it sucks. He goes in and asks about, you know, doesn't even ask. He just walks in, and she, he's looking around. And the panel where it's showing shit. his superpower of all the different things in this house, of clues. And she says, her name's Amanda. Spends most of her time on the computer watching the view tube. We started reading together each day. We're halfway through. We're halfway through Shelly Gaynor's latest. She just never came home from school. I called the cops and went to the station. Bastard had a stack on his desk a mile high. Don't care about his damn stack. (laughs) What the hell is she talking about? But no, no. Then she just left. Yeah. Then and then I started. I got hungry. And now (laughs) I'm eating this breakfast. I'd like to finish this report off to breakfast time. Then she goes, this is my daughter. They didn't even write it down. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you. There are some bad cops out there. There's some good cops. There's some bad... Nobody is going to a police station with a kidnapped daughter, (laughs) and they don't even write it down. It is so bad to make it so that Midnighter looks good. It is so bad. And then you end up finding out that... The daughter's kidnapped. Why, Eric? Tell me why. Because I don't know. There's this God Tech machine she's hooked up to. I got, I have no idea what's going on. I got the idea. It was a lot like Doctor Trauma from Batmite last month. Okay, where I got that too. But yeah. the problem I have with it why is her? this guy. No, it's this guy seems to be selling this machine, but yet he's doing it. For See, I thought himself. he was selling bodies. Yeah, I did. That's what I don't understand. They have the machine. He's like, here we are. We got this for me. I'm yeah. like, why are, why do you have these people here then? Why but then there seems like there's there? a drug dealer who's pushing this on him. <laughs> I don't know. But before you even get to that, Midnighter goes out. He's going to no, hold on. Before we even get to uh, that, uh, you're going to, you have to be saying my favorite quote of the. No, issue. no, I got oh, nothing God. with that. No, okay. I, w- I just want to talk about the scene where Midnighter's using his superpowers looking okay. for clues yeah, as yeah. the mother's talking about how her daughter went missing. Mm-hmm. Did he find out from the bedroom who took her with these clues? No, because, because they- he's looking through all this shit and she. Was should not have been like nothing like about the kidnapping should have taken place in this no, room. No, and I, I, to me, what it seemed as if he's like, okay, your daughter. Hmm, let me look. Yup, you got a daughter. That's all it would prove. That there's hair. You got yeah. some black. Like, I'm looking at a what, doll, what really he, close. What does he think that it's like? Is she's making it up? Because it doesn't make sense. And uh, he basically tells her. He's going to go and press the flesh and ask some fist questions. That is the worst. Oh, my God. It's I hate so, that. It's so heavy-handed and clunky. And so what he does go, then— Going with your theory, though, about trying just desperately making Midnight look like a good guy because we've seen him just be an asshole for the yeah. entire run of the series so far, which is only two issues, but still, there's no reason for him to go to this mother and talk to her about this. Why not just go and do it? Because obviously you know the people that took her already. Well, and then, well, there's the thing. Actually, I looked then— and in that panel, you have a confusing thing where I get that he is going to these people and beating the shit out of them to find out yeah. the info, which leads to this awful guy 
who is a yeah. uh, child, you know, trafficker, but going human to the trafficker. Does nothing. I know. It's it's just there to. And again, you go, and what I get from that is that Midnighter is, you know, likes to look at little girls' things in her room. Pretty and, much. Uh, and uh, he that, likes breakfast. And the mother is awful. That mother is awful. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, again, if people listening, if you like this book, I don't respect you anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> because I hate it. I hate it. So he goes off and he gets this first human trafficker. This is his first clue. This guy is a lower level guy. He might lead to, he might hear of who might have taken this girl. So he goes and this guy's a bad dude, right? He's an awful human being. Yeah. Human trafficker, terrible. He basically just ties him up on the top of like a, a pretty cool looking like a stairwell type yeah, thing. Yeah, of some yeah. shit. Yeah, and then leaves him. He's there. That guy's going to cut himself down and get right back to business there. It, it, it's so awful. It's so stupid. So then they get to the th- There's. I could go on and it's on It's a cool about, visual, though. It is a great visual. But yeah, he's just up there. He doesn't call the You know, you think he might even call the police or something. Hopefully. But he goes. Now, the, now my next thing. He goes into this place where this guy has the girl, right? Yeah. And whatever they're doing, it looks like this god the tech Roma machine reactor. can take somebody's youth and give it to an older person. That's what I get. We got a body of a little girl here. Yeah. Do you want to be in the body of a little girl? Yes. Ooh, that oh, sounds yeah. weird. We got to change yeah, that. that. Does I don't know. It's, it would go right in this book. So yeah. Midnighter jumps down and starts hitting guys. And then the best is <laughs> two guys go running off. And he goes, oh, you two, I'll be right with you. He never gets back to them. No, he Do you does. Remember that? I don't think he does. I no, think that, they're gone. That, go, that goes, that's multiplex and the dude. Oh, is it multiplex and the dude? I didn't even realize. I don't even know the dude's name. That's the thing. I've, okay. I, okay. The I didn't panel layout that. towards the that's end the is thing. so fucked up. I didn't up. even know. Yeah. Uh, that was actually, okay. So then that does make that sense. That it goes okay. into that. That's so such a stupid tie-in then. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I didn't even get that. I just thought he let those guys go. I'm looking at him now, and I still don't see them as multiplexing that dude. But no, I'll, neither did I yeah, while reading it deal. until it became that at the end. Well, it just says then. It says back to now. And yeah. then he's fighting multiplex, but it started. Uh, they see, then the, the whole thing doesn't make sense because the last issue ended with him starting that fight with multiplex. Exactly, but that's uh, where he's on the yeah. phone going in there with the girl yeah, from the last yeah, issue. yeah. Yeah, it still seemed like this girl getting kidnapped doesn't make sense in time then, because that happened before then. Yeah, we don't know how much time yeah, oh passed, Oh, my God, though. Steve, this is so confusing. But, hey, you even said, though, hey, how does he know this girl? How much time has passed in the last yeah, issue? Yeah, I, Apparently I, some time, I he no even idea. went and found a girl. Yeah, so he goes, and I, he kicks the machine. Just <laughs> it, kicks it. It just falls apart. The thing and, was made of paper mache. Yeah, then he, he, he take the, you know, then you see the multiplex deal, which is nothing. It's, again, is it's multiplex not, dead now? Because I uh, liked him as a villain. I think so. The other thing that is weird, too, he goes back to now. He's fighting multiplex. He is all bloody. Where's the little girl at this time? Uh, that's a good question. Because when he shows up with her at her house, yep. they are covered oh, in yeah. blood and guts that are the same as when he's beating the hell out of multiplex. It was so, for some reason turns into orange blood. So, so and what? Yeah, and what I like then is how it looks that way. Is that when he says to her, "Listen, you you've had some fucked up things happen." Yeah. I think he's actually talking about him beating up multi, so, killing yeah. all those guys. Now I don't think he's even talking about the experiments anymore. But yeah, he goes, and this is where I think the other reviewers are like, "Oh, you know, it had a lot of emotion, a lot that of was feels." The, that was something decent right there. But That's the only part of the he book. He says that to her, and I'm telling you, I don't even get the idea of any emotion at all he just tells her that and says yeah hopefully you won't see me again you don't even see the mother 
come out and see no. her daughter. That, oh, no, she's out on. She went to friggin' Bermuda for the week. She's gone. She, she went on I, a cruise. She changed the locks. <laughs> the girl goes up and uh, what's this? A home invasion? Yeah, you don't even get that. You would think that they'd at least go and have the mother like, oh my god, thank you. Thank hey, you, you want so some much. dinner? And like, you're you're a good guy. No, I'm not. And hey, yeah. dinner. Lunch. <laughs> hey, you want breakfast again? Next thing, but then you you go. It's weird, and- though. I'm saying this girl has gone through all this trauma. She was strapped to a chair. Crazy people wanted to be inside of her, apparently. Yeah. And then she witnesses the multiple murder of multiplex. Yeah. And then we have the freaking monologue with uh, Midnight. Like you've been through some bad shit. I've been through some bad shit. Hopefully you get over it. And then she's all like, "You're not crazy all the time. I knew it. What do you yeah. mean? You were both covered yeah. in blood." I, I know. And His crazy like, rants about bad shit happened to him. Crazy all the time. What? Is, how would she know it? She is. She just oh, met oh, this crazy guy in the, this outfit. <laughs> it's so sad. And like I said, basically his talk. I, you know, it's so emotional. His talk is like, listen, listen, whore. Whoa. <laughs> listen, little girl. I don't know. <laughs> listen. She's a little girl. Listen, I don't want to hear your bitching. I've had a tough life too, so get over it, you you jerk, and get in and see your get mother. Some I, can, I got a superpower. She's cooking something, but I don't want to spoil it. Off I go, zippity doo and off they go. And then we. I get... need to fuck somebody new. No, and yeah, then it's like, okay, Steve Orlando, what do you got for us this week? Oh, another guy that he's dating. Oh, great. Oh yes. Oh, you gotta remind. You gotta remind us he's a gay fella. Oh, Hopefully thank, he doesn't thank have you. to pine over Apollo again. Thank you so, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, oh, what else? Oh, Apollo. Oh, that's new. He, you mean he misses Apollo and we're going to see yet again when they break up? Oh, my goodness. That's the worst it's, part. All, it's all it, new to me. This seems like it is the definitive breakup of uh, Apollo and Midnighter. Yeah. And last issue seemed, seemed like, like the, the definitive, definitive breakup of yeah. Apollo and Midnighter. Yeah, so then him and his new boyfriend. I mean, I'm telling you, he's a man whore. That's fine. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't need to see. I really don't. I know that people can yell and scream at me like, oh, you, you're just a hateful guy. I don't need to see them on the roof talking. It does nothing for me. I don't There's get nothing for the story. It, it doesn't make me think anything different about him at all. You know I what they know. did? I'm saying when they were on the roof talking after their like you know weird little like I'm gonna stand behind you in the bathroom and talk yeah, about how yeah. much I well, like that's you. That's what they have to remind you. Oh, yeah. remember? Oh yeah, he's a he, gay fella. He likes dick. I got you. Yeah. And then they go on the roof, have the romantic moment, and Midnighter and him just talk about the things that we found out in issue one. Yeah. How the God Garden has been broken into, yep. and somebody out there has his past that he doesn't have. Yeah. And then you know, then we get. To I, a- I read two issues ago. Yeah. I'm good, Steve yeah. Orlando. Then we get to Apollo again. And there we go. We have another breakup. And I told you, I said, the ish, the scene ends with Apollo just hovering in the air. And it seems very odd. Very odd. Why isn't anybody looking up at him? There's all these people on the street. So well, shouldn't weird. there be a balcony there? Did I don't they forget know. to I add really, that part I really in? think there was supposed to be. Like, have him look down. And then he's like, he's just floating. He's there. And... Then they're like, and then Steve Orlando's sitting there like oh. I get you. Apollo could fly. Yeah, it yeah. does we not make that. sense for yeah. the scene. So so then he's there and also their dialogue is ridiculous. It yeah. makes no sense. I don't know what's going on. It's the worst breakup I've ever heard. He could have at least said, Listen, it's not you, it's me. No, I it's like why I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose and you already did. Ah, you talk you nonsense about uh, midnighter, we can't be in a relationship anymore. Yeah. So then he goes Stop asking me those fist so questions. Then he goes and they're like, Okay, here we go. Uh this Issue wasn't confusing and convoluted enough. Bam, Let's end Grayson. up with Dick Grayson and Helena Bertinelli. Yeah, and, you know, there you go. And I just, I, I'm done. 
I really am. I, I don't want to read this book anymore. <laughs> I, I'm sick of it. I, I loved it. The first issue, I think I gave over, I, I might have given that first issue a 9.5. Yeah, you that, love that shit. Now, I gave this one a 5.5. Five. I want everyone out there, strike that from the record, Eric. I want to go to a 3, possibly a 2. Damn. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, this is one of those books, when I'm looking at these reviews, this is one of those books that is like Batgirl, and it's going to be Poison Ivy coming up. Oh, yeah. These, are, these are a reviewer's nightmare. A hot-button items that everybody if, wants to if, fucking get on. Because talk if, the shit I out really of. think that people are afraid to give this book a bad score because Midnighter is gay. That's yep. it. I'm telling you, and if you've put, I don't like this. This Midnighter's not for me. Oh, what are you? You homophobic? No, you know what I am? I want a good story. This yeah, book stinks. I want something that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just... I, and if you like it out there, fine. Have have a ball. I don't respect you. Hey, because guess I, what, I everybody? Like next month, look forward to Midnighter and Flash reviews. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> actually, we'll see. Actually, look forward to him talking about Apollo. And uh, I don't know. We also what we thought was happening in this book was as he went to the God Garden Tech that he uh, got back. He and he doesn't get it back. He just yeah. destroys this one. Yep. Uh, we thought he was going to gather almost like a midnighter army that these I was people hoping. and uh, it again and you also had this big setup with the the um, the girl from last issue right and all it's used for this time is for him to be talking on the phone for a, a kind of a quick joke that also had dialogue that made no sense yep. and nothing makes sense in this book I hate it I, I do like it. the last panel though when he has uh, Grayson in a headlock yeah I liked it too <laughs> I don't know uh, best part of the book. I, I'm looking at this whether it again. makes sense or not. Oh, there Grace is, is going to be part of his Midnighter Army. Here's uh, here. I'll just uh, read this one thing that Multiplex says. Don't he shows up when he's talking to her on the phone. Are right. you are you taking a phone call? You bastard. We don't even rate. What is that? Shut up, Multiplex. You're dead so now. Stu- and uh, I'll give you another thing where it doesn't even match up really to last issue uh, as well as it should. Uh, that scene and it's from the cliffhanger of last issue and it just doesn't it doesn't fully match up no yeah uh, i just four I, out of ten i think yeah, i'd give it yeah i gave it a five five i would have given it a two <laughs> and then the whole world would have come down on me but uh, the next up that's Let's it for the, the first little time. section i there is no happier time no, because it's ryan oh well ryan yes and ryan he is uh brightest daycare that's the only bright thing in this whole goddamn cesspool <laughs> of a podcast tonight. And he's doing the book, This Damn Band. Take it away, Ryan. installment of The Other Side, the only place for non-DC Comics comic book reviews on the otherwise all DC Comics Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark, and for the 25th episode of The Other Side segment, I bring you uh, This Damn Band, number one of six from Dark Horse Comics, which is written by Paul Cornell with art by Tony Parker and Laverne Kitsirsky. Uh, now, I wasn't sure what to make of this book at first. I thought it might be 
uh, a little more cliched, the idea that a rock band can summon a demon or some sort of devil just kind of feels like something that's been done uh, quite a few times before already in all forms of media. Uh, it's almost like they were going to end up coming out on stage and have a little person dance around a three-foot-tall scale model of Stonehenge. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's a Spinal Tap reference. And when uh, I was coming into this book expecting more of that, uh, basically the the idea would be that it's a Spinal Tap meets Almost Famous. What I got from this book was actually something else entirely. Uh, the book reads like a very detailed memoir or a high-quality sort of biopic. Uh, I like how Paul Cornell wrote the story to cut um, between the scenes that are like behind the music, which is a thing from VH1, back when TV still cared about music, uh, and the current timeline of how this story is playing out with the summoning of this demon or devil-like character. Um, which, it's funny that they would involve a demon in this, since the last thing uh, of Cornell's I remember reading was his Demon Knight's run from D.C. Uh, the artwork on this book is really very solid, and I think that uh, Tony Parker could draw plenty more great books. I've read and enjoyed some of his work on uh, the series X from Dark Horse Comics, and I'd uh, love to get my hands on some of his uh, Warhammer 40k comic books he's done as well. Uh, this book really kind of seems like a fun and unique miniseries from Dark Horse. I'm glad to see they're doing more different and creator own things since they don't really have the the big flagship Star Wars comics to fall back on anymore. Um, this seems, for for me personally, a fun story that ends up following up the historical fiction book I read, The Fifth Beetle, which is what I uh, sat down and did an interview for on my Brightest Daycare podcast, Comics With Your Mom segment. Um, so it's kind of fun to see different sides of things from the same sort of bygone era be taken in totally different contexts, where The Fifth Beetle is more serious and rooted in actual fact and research, and the uh, This Damn Band seems to kind of be taking quite a bit of creative license with a band that's like uh, Stillwater from Almost Famous and Spinal Tap and bands like uh, Led Zeppelin and just sort of mashing them all together in this. Um, this book is definitely worth reading, uh, if not just because it's an engaging and fun read, uh, then because it's a unique way to tell the story of a 70s rock band who sort of worships Satan when the cameras are on, um, but maybe doesn't really have that same belief personally, uh, who actually happened to stumble upon a way to summon some sort of evil demonic presence. Um, this was a really, really neat book and really exceeded my expectations more than what I was thinking to get from this book. I thought the, the cover looked fun and the premise seemed neat, but it was definitely more, uh, I got more out of this than what I thought I was going to get. Um, along with this book, uh, I've been reading Captara from Image Comics, which is a great uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek send-up of classic 60s and 70s sci-fi uh, sci-fi films like Barbarella and Flash Gordon, uh, but in a way that would have uh, would have had a hard time making it onto the big screen even now, let alone uh, in the 60s and 70s. There's no way 
a story like that could be told, uh, along with some of the great Battle World tie-ins from Marvel Secret Wars, like Red Skull and The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, uh, that I've been reading. I finally uh, got caught up on Omega Men, which is only three issues, but I read the first and just kind of fell off with the other two. Um, I got caught up, and I thought that this is uh, Omega Men is an interesting book that feels a lot like the spiritual successor to Threshold, which was a, a cosmic book from DC that I really, uh, really enjoyed. Um, and I also have a bunch of DC's Elseworlds books, which are older. Uh, the ones that I have are from the early and mid-90s, way pre-Flashpoint, uh, that I picked up on the cheap and will be reading and reviewing in a bit of a throwback segment that I want to start on my website as well, um, as I have some older X-Men um, X-Force and Deadpool comics that I've picked up through Comixology giveaways and uh, other places like that that I have that I want to start using for uh, retro and throwback reviews. So, as always, you can find my written reviews at brightestdaycare.com, and you can see me tweeting and tweet at me at BDC Comics on Twitter. I have pages on Facebook, Google+, and Tumblr if you search Brightest Daycare, two words, Brightest daycare on any of those forums you can find me and uh, if as always if you want to contact me directly uh, you can send me email at brightestdaycare at gmail.com and until next time I will see you on the other side well Eric there I let Ryan, tell the people about the book instead of me talking. You always get mad when I try to. I try to get a lead in. Yeah, way no, way back, to, Ryan was mad. No, way back, Ryan was mad because we let in with uh, Sally Star talk <laughs> way back, and I'm trying to give him a, an accurate thing. Tell you a little about what I think of that book. Right, I, well, I don't talk enough in this podcast. Yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, before we get to the next book, though, we were just so infuriated with Midnighter. I actually forgot something important that I wanted to talk about with it. Um, when the mother was talking about how her and her daughter were reading that new Shelly Gaynor book. Oh, Shelly Gaynor? Oh, Shelly Gaynor. Isn't she the disco uh, diva who sang I Will Survive? That name is escaping me That's right now. Gloria Gaynor. Oh, okay. I think. Uh, you think? I yes. see we have no fact okay, check. Shelly Gaynor. Shelly Gaynor. Shelly Gaynor is actually in the uh, DC continuity. Okay. And, and why, she's, I'm guessing why you looked this up is because it was such a forced thing to put it in there. Yeah, I and, looked it up because oh, that, and I'm like Shelly Gaynor. That sounded familiar. Okay, and I looked it up. She's a. And I I don't even know why it would sound familiar because I don't know this character, which is funny. She's a journalist and an author, and she became the the character Whip, the superhero Whip, and what she would write about is the life of being a, a superhero. Oh, really? Yes, and do she's. Think, at, do you think she'll be in the book then eventually? No, I don't know if it's that. I really think that because she revived in the old continuity the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Oh, really? And I'm hoping this is just a play, like to say, "Hey, look! It's not just a name drop. It's out this there. is alluding to she might revive it again okay. for the new continuity." Well, that'd be cool. Hey, Chisanga, another team book. I'd like to there say. you go, Chisanga. I actually was looking through some lists, not just listing all the teams, and that was one of them. But I don't, I, I didn't want to throw something on the list that I didn't know it much about. Right, I'm so saying because because you, you would call me on, like, "Oh, what do you like about the seven? <laughs> hmm, I, uh, See, that's I don't the problem, know. though. 
with a character like Whip, who I don't really know of, I like I don't even think I like her because I don't know her, but I would really need to see who would be on that team to say, this is a book I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I am with all those. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, the Doom Patrol, like you said, you didn't like the new version of the Doom Patrol. I and... actually didn't mind him. I just didn't like Chief. Okay, well. Chief was just such a piece of shit. He was, I like wanted Chief. them to be likable. Was there anybody on the team named Sport or uh, <laughs> Champ? Now, your did, father was, did my your dad father wasn't write this in charge book? Of, did he write this book? Hey, <laughs> your father out. wasn't in charge of code names for this book. Mm, yes, all right. What's the all right, now we move book? on. Yes, what is it, Eric? We got Batman Beyond number three. Ooh, Batman Rit- Beyond number three, huh? Yeah, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Bernard Chang and Marcelo Maialo. Yes. Batman Beyond gets his action on in this issue as he convinces Inc. to turn on Brother Eye in exchange for him rescuing her kidnapped daughter on the moon. On the moon. And he destroys the Brother Eye prison, the Lodge. It's not all pinatas and RC Cola, though. As it turns out, Batman Beyond's escape was a clever ruse so Brother Eye could find the, find the location of Neo Gotham. Now it's up to our out-of-time hero to take down the Eye in the Sky, but it looks like he'll have a little help from Micron in the next issue. God, did you hear how long it took me to get? I'm mean, like, I was stumbling all I over myself. I also love that, boy. You you want to shove that pinatas and RC cola in as much as you can. Yeah, but in your review, <laughs> that, that I'm surprised party, that baby. wasn't even your subheader for the, for the review. <laughs> and you mentioned it at work. <laughs> I mentioned it all the time. Oh my goodness, that's a party gracious. right there. Pinatas, that is and a RC party. Cola. I don't like pinatas. They scare me. I always think that I'm going to get hit. Like, you know, somehow I'm going to get involved where somebody's going to spin this person. Or Do you spin the person with the yeah. piñata? Uh, you spin them around. Next thing you know, they're hitting me over the head. And believe me, candy doesn't come out of my head. Ask those Puerto Rican Amish. Yeah, blood comes out there. And that's Did not a party. Did make podcast last week? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that far. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last week we had the issue where we had two full intros, and that made the cut. Like two hours each. Yeah, I know. It was tough. It was really tough. Long records. Oh, record. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, You know what I don't like of this issue? What's that? Matt. (laughs) Matt is such a piece of shit. He is an asshole. And he is going to... Matt McGinnis, everybody. Yes. Matt McGinnis is going to sell uh, Tim out. There's no doubt. Oh, no. He is definitely going to sell him out. He is going to sell his ass out. And he is such a... He's a, a jealous... Uh, but I, again, I, I don't blame him because Tim tells the story. Tim just shows up and is like, oh, yeah, your brother. Yeah. Uh, but knowing the truth and then hearing Matt with his bull crap, it, it just makes him look awful. He's a little prick. That's the worst part, too, because my entire knowledge of Matt McGinnis is a sweet little kid who likes to pick on his big brother from the animated series. Yeah. And here I'm just waiting for him to fuck Tim over. And yeah. it's so it's so painful almost. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm just waiting for him to become an awful fucking person. Because yeah. right um, now all we have is him whining and bitching about, oh, my she, brother. Oh, bro, bro. Yeah, whining. I understand. And he wants Max back. And she's, she's not in a good place. Or... Oh, she's a drooling idiot now, but yeah. she'll be better apparently. Yeah, I know that. did that bother you when they're like, bit. oh, that, we'll flush easy that fix. out. And yeah, I'm easy like, fix, what? everybody. Flush it out. I said to you, like, I think that she's faking it. You're like, no. Well, she might as well have been. That would might as well have been better. Much, yeah. and, and I kept thinking it because every time they kept going to her saying things, and I thought at one point she was just going to stop and and attack. I like the, the Tin Man. Yeah, no, they're just going to flush it out. They said they're going to give her a colon cleanse, and she is done, Eric. She'll be good as new. Fair what, enough. What else do you like about or hate about this issue? Well, I don't know what Dan Jurgens was doing with this series. We have Tim Drake as Batman Beyond. But in this in- incarnation, it feels like we have neither. 
Yeah. Tim comes off as a big dummy in the series who acts first and thinks later. And while we have we, we've gotten used to the Batman Beyond that, like you upset, you did the digital books. Yeah. You know Batman Beyond. I yeah. watched the animated series and I read a bit of the digital stuff. I know Batman Beyond. He's a finely he's a finely tuned kicking ass machine. Ooh, yeah. With Tim in the costume, he's a little more than a rookie. It seems like. Yeah, I, I mean, he just did get the costume. I know what they're going with, but yeah, this he's isn't what I want to see, though. I don't want to see. And really, yeah, he's really he's Tim Drake. He's exactly. himself. Uh, yeah, why part. is he in this book? <laughs> why didn't it, they just have Terry? Seriously, it could have uh, been anybody. And Tim Drake has like they've pointed out he is the man who figured out who Batman was as a kid. Yeah, he is a smart yeah, fucking he's a smart dude. Guy. And why is he just jumping in the shit head first without thinking things through? I don't know. It's uh, bothering the shit out of me. Uh, again, uh, this book, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I wanted to I like really it. I really wanted to be, yeah. Uh, you, you really wanted to. You picked this as one of your picks of what yeah. you wanted to review. I'm glad I don't have to review it. Uh, it's, it's not good. I don't like it. Uh, you have convinced me before, the uh, last couple podcasts or you know the last couple issues of this, that we just have to get through this arc. Yeah. And things will get better. I don't the know RC about that. Colin I, Pignatis, baby. I don't know about that anymore. Because God, I, I hope just, so. This, like you said, Tim just is like a uh, amalgam of nothing. No. It's nothing that I recognize as either Tim himself or Batman Beyond. Exactly. Um, That's the worst part. We have these two great characters. I love both these characters. And here I have neither. Yeah. Well, you, get, uh, you also get there's little to no real character development yet nope. in these three issues. You get Barbara Gordon, which is a big thing, and yet I don't really get much of her either except that she likes to yell at people. Yeah, well, uh, she's, not very, she's not very interesting, though, to me. No. They haven't done anything. They um, de-aged the shit out of her from the show, yeah, I know. too. Yeah, yeah, um, What happened to Maggie? Remember Tim's yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, I, Again, this is just everything is just thrown in i don't know i i guess like you said they're just trying to get through this first arc well the worst part too is that you can people can argue and say well we had all this character development in future zen because it's only a continuation of that but all we had in that was tim pissed off because he he gave up the superhero lifestyle after all his friends died yeah he's forced to get back into it i said maggie before tonight madison yeah madison Madison, he thought died became firestorm which i want to know what happened with that how is she not firestorm anymore and uh but we didn't have any character. He was a sad sack the entire time, and now he's Batman Beyond, yeah. and he's he's a big fucking dummy. I like too that um, Brother Eye's been wanting to plug into Tim to find out info, Actually, and basically he gets like a, a history of of Tim as a character. Yeah, the recap that he already knew. <laughs> that's all it was. Like that's what he wanted. He wanted to know that, that was Tim the best was looking part of the book. It was a really good looking page. Uh, it just seemed like nonsense to me that that's what he was trying to figure out. He wanted to see how Tim figured out that it was Batman and became Robin. It's funny, too, because before we got back on the air here, I have my notes. You have your notes. I wrote all about in my review about how this whole changing of retconning what happened in Future Zen. Yeah. I didn't put that in any of my notes. Oh, I have. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, I just have that. In the end of Future's End, you had uh, the finale of Future's End, and this reminds me a lot the penultimate, of... The penultimate. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the penultimate issue. But again, this is reminding me a lot of what happened with um, Convergence and Earth 2 Society, yeah. where they go back and they've changed it because in the uh, penultimate issue, Tim was sent to the future by Brother I as a reward. Yeah. And... 
Brother Eye is now saying, oh, I couldn't detect you. Well, then how did he send him to the field? And I sent you a way not to fuck with me, which is bullshit because Tim came back in time to prevent Brother Eye from ruling the world. The whole point. He gave him the virus. No, no, I'm not Uh, even that. No, no. He he went back. He stopped Brother Eye from sending out the signal that would bring the Earth 2 refugees to Earth 0. That's yes. So he stopped that and he told Brother Eye, look, you do this, you're going to destroy Earth. Yes. And then Brother Eye didn't do it. And he's like, you know what? To make sure that nothing bad happens in the future, I'm going to self-destruct now. And to give you a reward, I'm going to send you back to your own time. But he didn't – but yeah, he sent it back to the to Batman the, Beyond, the Batman suits, Beyond time. suits time. And how does he do this time travel? No fucking idea. We still don't get any uh, explanation at all about that. In it's the future, like something... Brother I couldn't do it. Why could he do it in That's the present day? That's what I'm saying. Day? It's like, yeah, why doesn't he just send all these people? It makes no sense. And you would think by now it would have been explained. It's not explained because it doesn't make sense. No. It makes no sense at all. And now it's retcon. Now we sent him away to prevent him from tampering with him. Yeah, Bullshit. I, yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. And in this, though, the one thing that I did like, and somebody mentioned what you did mention it in your review, that uh, Barda and Warhawk are still out there. They show yeah. that they have they, the... Uh, they mention, they mention. Yes, well, they borged out all the Justice League, they say, and then uh, Barbara Gordon, I think it is, who says it. looks it. like you all the have... original Justice League, though. Yeah, it is. It's Flash, Wonder None Woman. None of the Justice League Beyond. No, no, no. That's for no. Superman. Yeah, and um, yeah, Barbara's like, no Barda, no Warhawk. Sure, you've got them all. And, like, she's taunting them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to see Justice League Beyond. Well, we got uh, Micron already. So. And Micron showed up. So I think it's going to be uh, sooner than later, actually. Hopefully. They're I'm not just, the next issue, I hope. Yeah, they're not just saying Bart and Warhawk here. It's, it's very heavy-handed that they're going to put it in. But then you have Max talking about the Lodge and all that talk. And then on the next panel there, after Barbara says this, um, and she tells Max to shut the hell up, yeah. Max looks at her like the corner of her eye, and I really thought that was it. Okay, she she was now playing. she's playing. She wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God damn it. But then you have Ink, and they're trying to get Ink. Ink explains like, yes, I'm not as evil as you think. I'm not selling everyone out. He has my daughter. Brother Eye is my daughter. And again, I was like, really? Bullshit. Why, why even go there? Uh, Ink's it's bad not, as it's it is. It's not even, I'm saying, it's not even that where she explains it. She, everybody keeps asking her, Ink, why would you do this? You wouldn't understand or none of your business, whatever. Yeah. So Batman and Beyond gets free of the chair and Ink and him start fighting. Yep. It's at this point where we see on the, bro- the Brother Eye moon satellite where Brother Eye is finally concentrating hard enough yeah. on something. Yeah. And Ink's daughter, Deanna, is just sitting there behind him. Yep, she's oh, all good. moping. She's just sitting there. Like, is this where she sits <laughs> the entire time, just in the console, yeah, the console room? I think so. And she says, oh, for once he isn't looking. And then gets <laughs> up and gives her mom a Skype call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm okay, mom. But oh, again, thank God, here's what's funny, too, though. He sees her. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, just as I anticipate, and he's looking out the side of it. So he's, it's all a setup. But yeah, what is it, it le- setting up? It leads to the whole thing where Batman Beyond wants- gets away yeah, and then want- goes back to Neo Gotham. Yeah, but yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, how did she sends a freaking Skype call right to the freaking monitor that her mother's fighting next yep, to? Right there. And then. Yeah, and then I Ink's just- all like, oh, he has my daughter. Hey, you know what? Ink, I know I don't know you and you don't know me. I'm going to get your daughter back. Where yeah. is she? The moon? No oh, problem. Oh, the, yeah, he does. He's basically like, oh, oh, really? The moon? That's a great place to be. I can, we can just fly on over there. Except you don't know tomorrow. shit about shit right now. The How the fuck are you moon. getting to the moon? And uh, again, you have that, and then Ink like, about faces immediately. Yeah, destroys oh, really? the lodge with him. You, yeah. you can take it to the moon, even though that the brother eyes probably said that if I go against him, she'll kill him. He's got the daughter. <laughs> if he exactly. Goes, 
That's the worst part Again, about the flip so, I mean, the only Tim, thing... I could see saying the whole shit where like, hey, I'll get your daughter, yeah. don't worry. In his mind, that's an okay thing to say. Nah. Inc. has lived through the invasion of Brother Eye and seen what he has done to the world, the capability that he has. Oh, he, yeah. She knows well, that there is no hope in this world. And also, somebody can say to me, well, Inc.'s in on the plan. There'd be no way Brother Eye would get Inc. on the plan. Fuck they no. wouldn't be like, okay, how much of a crazy convoluted roundabout plan is that okay and then we'll get dick race or uh, tim drake out of the chair and then he's gonna tell you this and then you tell him that and, and then, then gonna, i'm gonna stop watching and, your daughter for a second and then so i'll do that and i'll you. let her call you and then when he calls but i've also implanted a tracking device in a suit now oh my goodness grace nonsense but yeah the the big thing is that he is tracking tim and Tim basically sells out humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and, nope. and then out of nowhere, I also laugh too. You have that rubble that is Superman, uh, the, the bored out Superman. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like activated. He's, <laughs> he's good again. He just yeah, gets up. Why well, wasn't he good before? No, no. That's part of the plan too. Brother, I shut him plan? down. Oh, my goodness gracious. The I know. Whole thing crazy is just, shit. This is a crazy plan. Why can't it just? Why can't he just send Tim away uh, to the future again? Yeah, he's got time travel technology. Fuck you, it. Yeah, then you got Alfred. He's all uh, you know berserking out because the whole thing, uh, brother, I was playing, saying that he didn't know. Oh my goodness! Bullshit. Anyway, yeah. I love Marcelo Mayalo's colors. He's probably yeah. my favorite colorist next to Andrew Dollhouse in DC right now. And I wish he had a different book to work know, on well, because it, this apocalyptic dim ass setting. Does not give him the yeah. chance to shine that he deserves. No, I, again, we, I think it's gonna. We're gonna keep saying. It. I, I say it every every issue. Well, I get that this this first arc is gonna be six issues. Who knows what happens then once this brother I nonsense is gone? It better become it a does. bright, sunshiny yeah, day. Maybe it does. Um, but yeah, he you know the guy wants to work, Eric. You're trying to get him off a book. That's a paycheck. Put him on fucking Green Lantern. Yeah, put him on everything. Fuck yeah. Him and Andrew Dollhouse. Let him do it all. Romalo Fajardo Jr. Where's Hi-Fi at? I haven't seen Hi-Fi at Dog's Age. Hi-Fi, he's taking a break, I guess. I don't know. What would you give this? Or what did you give this? I gave this a 5.5 out of 10. I probably would have given it a 5. It amped up the action for me because last issue, all they did was run around a prison. Yeah, there there was action this this issue. There's a lot of like one big fight, but yeah, yeah. there was action. And again, the the cliffhanger was pretty cool. He did yeah, trick. I him. did like that cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. So it, and it definitely and Mike Ron to... showing up really like, hey, yep. I'm going to see a Justly Beyond. It's cool. Well, again, you would guess that uh, the next issue, Brother Eye is going to send his everybody in the Neo Gotham, and you're oh, yeah. going to need something. So yes, I have a feeling Barda and Warhawk will show up next issue, and it'll be cool. I'll be happy with that. I don't know. I, I would have given it a five, though, this issue. But I'm going to move on to my next issue, which is a book that you have not liked and I love. It's Omega Man, and this is Omega Man number three, written by Tom King, art by Barnaby Bahenda and yeah. Romulo Fajardo Jr. Again, he's everywhere Great on names. my books. Uh, this month, Tom King continues to show us bits and pieces of the Omega Men, but also the universe they inhabit. This issue is all about kind of saving a princess, but this <laughs> ain't no fairy tale. After a kick-ass series of fights, the Omega Men get their girl, and while I didn't like her in the beginning of the issue, by the end I changed my tune a bit on Princess Kalista. I do wish that Kyle Rayner had more to do in this issue, but at least what he was doing felt natural to the character. The ending may have been a bit cliched, but I enjoyed this issue and have fallen in love with this book, Eric. Yeah, you didn't like Princess Kalista. I hate her. She's not very like. She's not likable at all. Um, I I like it, though. What I said to you, I, I always... 
since the, the all three issues, what I like about this book is it is a lived-in universe. It doesn't feel like you are just seeing something that happened on the page because you're reading it. You always end up not and yes, cold open, but it's more of like a um, middle of a scene open all the time. Yeah. You get there, things are going down, and it always involves like uh, the one issue. I guess it was last issue when it opened. It had the um, the the emissary or the the con yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the uh, guy from the citadel um i of course i can't remember what they call him now but he showed up the emissary yeah and remember when he showed up and shit was going down and they had this little rule of how this was and this was the princess is there and she's training and the way she trains is basically kills slave after slave kills motherfuckers just kills people and now, uh, that's the biggest part of, uh, i'm telling you right from this get-go this cold opening as you like want to call it I have a problem. Yeah. Do you have this book out? And mm -hmm. Are you looking at it? Mm-hmm. Do you see the page where the credits are? Yes. All right. Look at the panel next to that. Tell me that slave's name. I know. It's Sali Azlumun Munja. And I'm guessing that it's if I spoke that language, that is his natural language. It would mean now, something. I swear to Christ. That, that is John is Smith. He is just, Tom King is just stringing letters yes, together all yeah. willy nilly to come up with names in this book. Funny. I know that you know that that whatever in his mind if it's on, unpronounceable, it equals alien. You didn't know in the Vegas system that is actually John Smith. That is Mohammed. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy deal. But I even like uh, like you said, she says to him, she's fighting like, "What's your name?" I don't like to kill people without knowing their name. I think that is a kind of a, a neat little um, little thing for her. Oh, uh, what, what, what's it. Uh, Anigo Montoya. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Did I kill your father? He just run. Yeah, I, I liked it though. And um, in the meantime, you get the idea that the Omega Men are coming to kidnap her. And the first is Tigor shows up, and it is a pretty vicious battle between. Now, would her. you say Tigor or Tigor? I, I, I don't know. I I gone both. I'm gonna say I'd go Tigor. Yeah. So Tigor shows weird. up, but Tigor shows up, and he's like pretty. He's awesome. I really like him. I uh, don't understand this plan. Well. The plan to me, well, we could say, in the end, the princess ends up being the leader of the Omega yeah, Men is what she's she She's the leader. The plan is is that she has to look like she was kidnapped or else people would know that she's the leader. Uh, this is all a setup. The only thing I hate is that that servant who seems to love her, I, he, he gets his there. <laughs> That's part of the plan. It seems like he gets killed. He does. I'm looking at it now. He's dead. All right. We got, I'm saying, though, we have the Omega Man looking like they're Coming to steal the princess. Yes. All right. When the princess is actually the leader. It's a great plan. You know, it's yes. deceptive and all that. Yes. I can get behind that. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think what they call it in Star <laughs> Wars. A Baca tank? Uh, you know what Luke's in? A Baca tank. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have one of these on the Omega ship? Because she fucks Tigor up so goddamn bad. He's he's dying. He's on actually, the verge you know, of death. Uh, the, the only thing that I thought of this, because I thought the same thing when the, there was the twist at the end that she was with them, yeah. is that she is such a trained swordsman that Bullshit. you're supposed to believe that she can slice them up and not hurt them as much Scraps as they look. Scraps threw a sword at her, and the sword was sticking out of... I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Princess threw a sword at Scraps, and Scraps had a sword through her. Oh, like I'm telling you, I think that you're supposed to get the idea that she is that skilled that she I didn't get fight. that idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, just saying, you, you get the idea. She is hardcore the idea killed, I got. She's killed a trillion people. She just kills millions of people. How do you know? She stopped counting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, how many people she's killed. I think that that's just what you're supposed to learn. But, yeah. And they make it believable. They definitely make it believable. They are beating the crap out of each other. And there you go. Tigor, 
Tigor, Tigor. Um, you know his name now, don't you? I do. He's starting to get the people. I'm telling, I'm telling you, I, they, they, actually, this is, I can give you that. I'm telling you, as much as I have not liked this book, this is the best issue so far. Yeah. Um, I know Scraps. Yep. I know Tigor. I know Primus. Yep. Um, I know the robot's name now, too. Is it Doc? Doc. Okay, yep. so yeah, I got that. And, and Brute. I know Brute. Brute. Damn there right. You go. So I know these characters. We know the, the most team now. And Princess Kalista is the now thing is, it. though, the thing is, we had that uh, at a lot of the end of the books, they had that whole, like, wanted sheet. Yeah, yeah. There's so many freaking Omega Men, it looks like. I, I don't know. know them. I know. But this is the team right now. I know the majority of them yeah. so far, though. I can and, tell, and tell these, you that. The ones that are featured in this book so far are these guys that you just yeah. mentioned. So we know them. And again, Scraps, like we said, it's Harley Quinn. It is Harley it's Quinn. It's a space, space Harley Quinn. I like her, though. I, I think that with this team, uh, you need some sort of comedy like that. The other oh, yeah, are comedy. No, um, they're straight up. And if this isn't the DC's answer to the Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know what it is because it definitely has that feel to it. Like they're, you know, outlaws and, and yeah, this, yeah. but they, with a heart of gold, Eric. Did you get that part where I told you where Scraps and Kalista are fighting? And if you go through it quick, it is like a flip book. It did tell me. I forgot about yeah. to check it, it out, it's though. It's really cool. It's when she throws yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing and she, and, and she shoots and you get it. And they both go down. Again, she even gets shot. Yeah. So all these it, it's just a bloody mess. It's so crazy. The plan is way too It's hardcore. a crazy plan. It's a, it is a hardcore plan. Now, you end up wondering what the plan is because... They get the princess and, and put her with Kyle. And the plan is they're going to make Kyle do something. Yeah. And it's going to involve him thinking that he's freeing the princess. Because she's yeah. even like, he wants, to, he wants to fight for me now. Or he wants to free me now. Uh, in the meantime, Kyle's just sitting there drawing. And I actually liked it. I want, Carol. I want more of Kyle. I so want I. him to be in this book. I don't, that's the only thing that I don't like about it is that I wish Kyle wasn't being duped. I wish that Kyle knew about this and they were duping everybody like this princess. Maybe that's a part of the plan. Yeah, maybe. If that is, I'll be like, I there, don't There's understand. another plan for him to dupe the princess yes, and to think and that she's duping and him. she's duping him and then he's duping Scraps. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I don't know. I wish Kyle was more involved. I wish he wasn't just this guy sitting there moping around drawing yeah. uh, Carol. I want him out and about. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is part of eventually he'll get his... Green Lantern, White Lantern ring, whatever ring they want to give him. I don't bullshit. know. I don't understand that. And I want more, but I really do like it. She kind of tells Kyle, listen, we're, we're, our bombs in our neck are combined now. Yeah. If something happens. So I like that where he thinks that and he's going to try to save her. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why they said that. Is that a re- saying that so that? He if does he escapes, just he'll kill her. her. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. So that gives him incentive for him yeah, not to so, escape. So they he's must a hero. think that he's still going to try to escape just so well, yeah, why he'll, he'll die. And uh, but yeah, then you find out that her and Primus, they, they're getting busy, Eric. They, they fucking hardcore. It's funny too. They start making out in front of everyone. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And uh, then Scraps is like, why? This is why I love princesses. Everything comes to a happy ending. Yeah, I did like her dialogue yeah. throughout this and book. This they, is the best Omega Man. I like the dialogue uh, in general of all yeah. of it. I really like it. I, I'm telling you. Well, this, I, I can't say that because I, from reading this issue, I hate the princess. Yeah, you don't like the She princess. is the worst. Here's being, the like, thing, though. She's, she kept saying how vain she was and well, how silly it is. And, and you I'm know like, what's funny? You. I don't think you're supposed to like her. I like her I a little don't. more at the end. I don't think you're supposed to. I think that you're supposed to just, I don't know. 
I don't know yet. I'm telling you, Tom King I don't has want done such book. a good job of doing a book that is all set up. It's going to be like we're saying about like yeah. Batman Beyond or whatever. But every time, every, at the every end of every issue, I um I know a little more you and I really a little like more, it. Yeah. I really like it. Um, yeah, I gave it a nine. Well, you're forgetting the most important part. Uh, what's that? Am the I? Book, the book ends with a quote by the Duke of Wellington. <laughs> be discreet uh, in all things, and yeah. so render it unnecessary to be mysterious about any. Oh, is that what it ended up? Look it up, trying to get to it. Yeah, it's William James. You it's Duke of Wellington. Bitch. I just gave you the I was like, quote. oh my God, if there was a freaking <laughs> Duke of Wellington, I messed out. Yeah, I again, by this time, I, uh, William James can go suck it. I don't even read that part. <laughs> Duke <laughs> like, of Wellington. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, I, I really like Every issue book. will end with a Duke of Wellington quote the in my Duke mind. Of, that's in your mind and my mind. The book just ends with the last panel before the quote, and I get on with it. I'm not fancy like that. I'm no fancy engineer. <laughs> I'm no man ship here. I don't read any. Rocket William, surgeon. William James. Uh, yes, like I said, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I would have given it a 7.5. 7.5? Seven, seven, that is the highest like I've... It. I do. This is the highest I've ever given an Omega oh, Man. really? I'm looking at the reviews up until now. I gave it a 9, and Eric, I am low on the scale. It is actually an average of 8.9. So I'm a little above average, but there's a, a 10, a 9.6. People love it. People are loving it. And again, th- I like this... This book doesn't have anything involved where people will be uh, forced into thinking they have to review it well. I think everybody is enjoying it. I kind of feel like it is. I, I don't. And now, Because again, it's so off the cuff well, with anything say, DC's the, doing. Yeah, the only thing that you could think is that, oh, if I don't give this a good review, people will think I'm a moron and exactly. I don't get it. But I, exactly. Yeah, I, that's not why I like it. I like it. Like I know you, you do just like said, it. I like it because it's so different, but I like it too because it is – Every every month, it's given me a little more, and I really enjoy watching things unfold. In the meantime, it doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like I'm thrown into this newly created universe that has to be explained to me. It's just everything flows. There's things that are thrown out there, like especially when it has ties to Lobo. Well, yeah, well, even <laughs> like like that, um, like the princess fighting with her uh, her. I don't know what would you Man call him? servant, yeah, and he's or talking slaves. to her, and I don't need to know his name. I don't. It just it blends in with everything. I learn a little bit more about each cult. I love it. I really they talk do. a little bit about how like they believe that the the alpha is a king, uh, king and the others think it's yeah, a god. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really enjoy it. Now, time for the flash reviews. <laughs> My first one is Injustice Year Four, number fourteen. Brian Bucciolato continues making this book worth reading again by giving the fans an all-out slugfest. While Batman vs. Damien was supposed to be the main draw, I liked watching Shazam go to town on the Olympian gods even more. Sexy. Yeah, while Batman gets all goodwill hunting with Damien, <laughs> it's not your fault, Eric. I don't know. Don't it's do not it, your fault. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Shazam kicks ass until he turns back into Billy Batson high not up you. in the sky. Billy Batson. It looks like Zeus has brought the lightning. But Billy will need someone to save him or next issue will be very, very messy. It, it's a bad book when you think like a 12-year-old is going to freaking fall and just <laughs> splat. I like the story and Zermonico's art and gave this issue an 8.5 out of 10. Boosh. DC Comics Bombshells, number three. Supergirl and Stargirl are up this week in the introduction process. And while I complained last week of the rerun of Wonder Woman's origin, here we see the two heroes in a completely new light. 
They're adopted Russian sisters, and Courtney simply wants to be an elite female fighter pilot, and Kara wants to see her sister happy. All that might change, though, when Supergirl reveals her powers and the sisters are accused of being traitors. Great art throughout, even though the two look, the two look very similar, but sadly, the book wasn't long enough to really convey who these characters are in this world. 6.3 out of 10. Yeah, I actually read this earlier, and boy, they do look alike. All they have is a different hairstyle, like very yeah, slight. it's tough, and especially when they're pilots. And I'm really saying they put good. them in the same garb throughout, yeah, so they're uh, dressed it, exactly the same, blonde hair. Yeah, I, and again, when these these digital ones, how they're collected, it's a weird deal, especially with introductions like this, but yeah, it did seem a little short. Yeah. All right, my next one's Batman Arkham Knight number 24, a little Arkham Knight action. Auction. I have loved this book recently for the Batman Deadshot team-up. But this issue shows that Deadshot may not be the best partner for the Dark Knight. After all, he tries to kill America. Oh, shit, real? Yeah, well, he's a, he has him in his sight. He's about to pull the trigger. Okay. <laughs> James Gordon uh, comes in and saves him. While Batman fights off the still-not-explained Clayface-like monster, Jim Gordon and Deadshot duke it out. While this issue did wonders for Gordon's political aspirations, I was left feeling a bit disappointed. However, we did get some interesting panels with the Arkham Knight himself. And for the three people who don't know his identity yet, it looks like it's coming soon. Shut your mouth. This was a down issue for Arkham Knight, but that still gave it a 7, point, 7 out of 10. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, even a down issue for this yeah, book. Yeah, because you usually I, do that 7.0 nonsense. Yeah, yeah. no, I love I loved this book. There's a weird thing. Did you look at the cover at all? A little bit, not much. Did it look like Metamorpho to you on that cover? Yes. Because it certainly does. And I don't know why. As, is he in the game? That's the weird thing. I spent my whole review of this talking, or the beginning, talking about how I've not played the game and how this issue or this book is like a weird thing to me where I used to be a huge video game fan, didn't do comics. Now I read comics, don't do video games, and now I'm doing a tie-in that's all imploding. <laughs> that is my weird. my head spin. But yeah, I, I really like to. But yeah, it looks like Metamorphos coming in. I don't know if he's in the game, but that is. Uh, I don't think so. You know what? That's all we have for flash reviews this week. We don't Crazy. have a lot of books, uh, but that is flash reviews. All right, we're on the home stretch. Yes, sir. Two more books. It's throwing me off. The we don't have we didn't have a lot of flash reviews. We don't have a lot of books in general. It's a fast I mean, ass podcast. Well, we actually are we're able to talk about every book that came out main books. Uh, we don't have any of the main books in the flash reviews because we are kicking ass tonight, Eric. Taking Fair names. Right. What's up? Next we got What's Beth. up? What's up, Reggie? What's oh, up? Reg's not here. What's oh. up, man, Chip? <laughs> That's right. What's up, Craig? What's up, Craig? Who do I sound like now, Craig? You son of a bitch. <laughs> so angry all week. I was so depressed. <laughs> See what you do, Craig? Get me all depressed. This is what you get then. You get a lot of info. No, Cheer up, nonsense. <laughs> I, I was going to do my droopy dog for Craig, but i that's the one I'm, I don't know. It's like... Uh, Your droopy's good. Yeah, but now I, I, it, I listen to him a little. Now I, I've lost it, I think. Hello. I, how would it go? Hello, Eric. Now, see, so you're do, you were <laughs> yeah, doing it great all doing goddamn now. week. Now it's I terrible. Know. Now I can't do it. Thanks, Screw Craig. Screw you. Craig's like, what do you mean? He's doing an all friggin' podcast, <laughs> and you can take that. Even. I'm gonna. Huh? He's doing that even. I can do that. <laughs> I can always do a little snaggle push. Huh? Oh, we got Batmart even. Oh. Ow. Oh. Hey, go. take my wife, please. Ow. Oh. Ow. Oh. See what you did now, Craig? I hope you're happy. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, the nonsense begins at the end. Batmite number three, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Corin Howe and Mike Atea. Damian Wayne has his hands full in this issue because after Batmite saved him from the villain Gridlock, our impetuous imp wants to fix Damian and take him out of all the doom and gloom that he likes to be in. But first, it's a hilarious superhero team-up of the forces. <clears throat> of the forces? That's not part of what my thing. What are you reading? Where, how far away are you? Hilarious superhero team-up that forces Damien, against his better judgment, to repay Batmite by saving him. But because of this gesture, Gridlock got away. While this issue is funny all the way through, it's really the ending that makes it for me. Furious that he can't get Damien to lighten up, Batmite gives up on the boy wonder and disappears. Too bad he left, though, because Damien finally begins busting up laughing, and it's it's the best part of this fucking book. It's the best thing that happened in DC Comics this week. Would you agree? Yeah. You have, you seem really far away now. No, uh, at that first part, I was taking a drink. Oh, <laughs> and then you made me laugh, and I almost spit my drink out. Is why I probably. I thought you were walking away. away. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm done with this. No, he can't I'm even like, read. I'm like, oh, here he goes. Here's this freaking reader, reader. Yeah, the readster. Uh, there really isn't much to this issue to talk about because it's it's one of those funny books. Well, I, I mean, the end is definitely a um, an homage to the Killing Joke, correct? I would like to think so. Yeah. It's just funny to see Damien laughing as well yeah. because of how serious he is all the time. Yeah, yeah. he's he's. Uh, do you like Gridlock? I actually really like so Gridlock. Did I, uh, uh, I like it because laugh. of his terrible, terrible disdain for the younger generation. Yeah, I yeah. laughed my ass off at his villainous monologue about his motivations because yeah. he seemed to be discussing everything that's wrong with the new Batgirl book. Yeah, he does, and uh, and I, I laughed and yeah. I laughed and you laughed and laughed just like I will when those <laughs> numbers come out this week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look at that. I'll look right to there. But, yeah, uh, I really like this issue. I didn't like the way Damien was drawn. No, that that was an issue. But yeah. I got past it because I actually like the – like I'm telling you, we, I always complain about cartoony styles and stuff like that. Yeah. I hate the way Dr. Fate looks. And, uh, you know, I i don't think that uh, – I don't hate uh, – Barbara Tars uh, – is it Barbara Tars? Babs Tar. Babs Tar. Yeah, that's Babs-tar. what it was. Babs. Babs. Um, Babs Tar's artwork on Batgirl. I don't hate it. I just don't think it fits for Batgirl yeah, the way I, I like it a little better. But yeah, when you said that um, you thought that this was a indictment of the new Batgirl, I, I throw the Doctor Fate in there as well, and all this new, uh, just in general, like the the uh, what do they the call selfie it? The generate, young Gotham selfie. and yeah, all this shit. Yeah, we're old men, so Damn we can right. laugh. I was uh, ready to team up right there with Gridlock. You need a henchman, Gridlock? Come on. <laughs> Next let's thing, take this you know, shit down. Like, let's, let's take it to the streets there, Gridlock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to say more about this because we try to go on and on, but I love that Booster Gold's going to be next week. That is great. That's uh, going to be awesome. And I like, I like Batmite a lot. Uh, again, you get the funny jokes. You get the oh, yeah. you know, jokes are thrown in throughout. You got the inclusion shark of the bat shark repellent. Yeah, uh, Batmite showing good. off his mighthood. Yeah. Those new roommates, good. you know. Um, the roommates, though. I hate that Regan. You call her Regan? Reagan. That's the name, Regan, Reagan. Reagan. I, I hate her. So do I. I, I don't like her at all, and uh, I don't know. It, she reminds me of Sarah Silverman in uh, School of Rock. That's, I can see that. That's who she reminds me of. And I do like the uh, weed, which is kind of funny. Shaggy. Shaggy. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I like seeing Batmite's butt cheeks. I do not. Yeah, I liked it. I don't like Got- seeing him with a beer or a cigar. You didn't and like that? naked and unshaven. Yeah, that that actually seemed off, but oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it it's was funny, funny enough. enough. I'm telling you, it was part of the jokes. It's a, it's a funny book. There's nothing really going on because everything is out of continuity with this. Yeah. You just read it to laugh a bit. 
to get out of the norm. I'm telling you, I even, I even put in my review over and over again how nice it is to, with these kind of books like Bizarro, which you love. I'm not a huge fan, but I like yeah. Batmite better. Well, again, I liked the first issue of Bizarro a lot. Last issue, I was yeah. a little down. Um, I hope it gets back on track this, this like month. Like Batmite came out here. I get to open this book and I get to step back from the normal shit we yeah, have to deal yeah, with you don't have to, you and just don't have a good time. Yeah, you have a good time. And Nothing sure, matters. But that's also, uh, I don't even think that just is with reviews. I think that everybody thinks that as well. So you have like, oh, hey. what books do I have this week? And you're like, oh, good, I can just relax with the bat. I mean, this would be a great book if you weren't doing reviews, you're just reading to, to have between some big books. Yeah, I'm just laying on my stomach on the floor. Kicking with my your feet thing. Kicking, Twir- my feet twirling kicking. your hair. Reading this book, having a good time. You got your hair Talking and your pigtails. You got your pigtails going. <laughs> Is that what you got going? But yeah, it's all goofy, fun. Uh, what'd you give it? Nine out of ten. My yeah. favorite book this week. That's the only one I'll, I've agreed with you so far. I'd give it a nine out of ten. We are right on point with that one and there, buddy. Not only that, though. The best in the Batmite series so far. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this one's getting better. Yeah. And I liked issue. it. I liked it from the beginning. Uh, but yeah, I like... Actually, you know why I like this issue more than the others as well? They tried... Dan Jurgens was trying to tie that story in before, like with Hawkman and right. that, and I don't need that. Like, no. this had gridlock continuing that, but this is what I want. I want each issue to just throw me one of my favorite characters in with Batmite, and let's see what happens. I don't even need this whole roommate and the government trying no, to switch I, them I'm out like subspot. And I'm even ignoring that at me the as moment. Well. That's just that. This is like the, um, like the, the X-Files the type uh, guys with the Bizarro book. Yeah. I don't really I don't even think of that. I like this I like the shaggy guy, but yeah, you don't even need that. Next issue, Booster Gold shows up. Let's have some fun. Let's, Let's save see the what, future. Because they're well, gonna be great. Because Booster is hilarious himself. We'll have that and then the next issue, have it end uh, you know, the sixth issue, have them uh join the Justice League. And fuck have that. Have all the people he's been with team up together, be make great. form their Just, own Justice and, League. And have some craziness. But yeah, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I would have given it a nine. But my le- next book and the last book we're going to talk about, you didn't like as much as I did. I only liked it because it's better than some of the other books. I'm in saying the you have that over me. And I... it's uh, Lobo number nine, written by Cullen Bunn and Frank Barbary, art by Seisman, <laughs> Simon. I think it's just Simon, Simon Kudransky and Blonde. While we wait patiently to get to September in the Sinestro crossover, Cullen Bunn finishes up this arc. And while it was not as good as last week's annual, it was still better than most of the previous issues of Lobo. We get hints of an Omega Man crossover, an intriguing bit where we may end up seeing Lobo fight a bunch of Lobos in an ending that leads into last week's annual. While the main story was ho-hum, I liked the art and what was set up here. Now can we get to September already, Eric? Please. <laughs> Uh, I thought of you when I was reading this because there's a lot of spiders in this book. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, and yeah. under the skin, man. I, it's so wrong. Yeah. I, I hate spiders. I, I'm just telling I, I didn't mind this. I didn't even like the first couple issues she of this She's got spiders arc. in a cooter, man. She's yeah, got she spiders does. in a cooter. It's, it's disgusting. Um, the only thing that I, I really didn't like about this issue is I didn't really get a full sense of this being Lobo. He acted. Oh. I know that he's under the control of the spot, but even at the beginning, it just it just seemed again to be an issue where okay, let's tie this up, let's get it going. But man, it does set up a lot of things. You get this this uh, woman who has now 
taken some some samples of him of Lobo, and now it looks like it's going to come back later on where she's going to make maybe an army of Lobos. Well, I'm saying we. Um, I was talking about when you started this how you have a better understanding of this yeah. because I the only Lobo I think I've read was yeah. the annual last week, which yeah. I loved. Yeah, um, because good. I really wanted no part of this book. I am so happy that you got it because I don't care about this yeah. Lobo. I like yeah. the old Lobo. And yep. he, like again, just nonsense. That's what I liked about it. Ultraviolet nonsense. Yeah. And I saw on the site this week where uh, people were t- – I might even been on the internet. I don't even know if it was on the site. But we talked where this army of Lobos, right? Yeah. I never got that from reading this. Well, she says at the end – uh, she's making people. That's what she's. She has this whole setup where it looks like she's going to make clones. She has oh, that she whole laboratory, that, right? You're and right. then at the end, she's the like, factory. "Yeah." And then at the end, she. You think she's dead? It's like yeah. one of those, you know, those crazy, almost like a, a hand through the grave at the end. And she's like, <laughs> "The, the now, carry ending. Yeah, and she's like, "Now I start my mass production of Zarnian flesh." Oh, and she I'm does like, say oh, that. Yeah, that's the last panel. Man, I really yeah. fucking skimmed so over this, I guess. that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, here I thought we she go. just, like, she took the power for herself. Now she's no. indestructible in her mind. No, she says, she, the spider crawls out. She's there, and she goes, yes, we've done it, my darling children. We've harvested more than enough. Now we build. We put the pieces back in order and start the mass production of Zarnian flesh. Oh, you're right, so, Jesus yeah. Christ. So I, you know you, what? I might have stopped the book one you like, the been, last yeah. page. You might have. Yeah. I, I could see you starting like they're like, oh, and now I'm going to go after Sinestro, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> no, <laughs> now I, I know I got, what's going on. I got to her getting regenerated because I'm, I looked at the panels where you think she's dead. Yeah. And I just sat there and I thought to myself, what did Lobo do to her? Yeah, yeah. She is fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, she was screwed up. Like, but, he, he ripped out most of her hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's destroyed. Uh, the, in this issue, well, we get another funny thing that you wouldn't have known, but I told you about it many a time that you'll right. laugh when I tell you this. The guy who comes in from the uh, Citadel yeah. that will tie into a Mega Man, that's the guy who showed up earlier and helped him out, and then Lobo's like, I can't get to him, but I'm sure I'll see him again. <laughs> that's him. I'm like, right. oh, here he is. It didn't take long, but... Uh, in the meantime, he's being controlled. Uh, Lobo's being controlled. And he has, all it is is him, like, he's forced to do things because he's being controlled, but he still has snarky comments. And I was, I was like, okay, let's get this over <laughs> But again, this issue was more on point than any of those <laughs> earlier issues. I'm telling you, when he had the team of these people with him and these nonsense, I like this issue enough. You get a lot of fighting. You get it, and it le- it's leading into something that I want, which is going to be September. Now, of yeah. course, in a weird timing issue, this leads into the annual. Unfortunately, it would have been nice if this would have come out the month before or Agreed. a couple weeks before. If, actually, this, if this would have came out last week and then the annual came out this week. Yes, it would have been great. I don't know what, I, I guess, because they wanted the annual in that fifth week of July. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird timing issue because it would have been pretty cool. Um but yeah, this issue, I, I really, there's not a lot to talk about except that they name drop the Omega Men. Mm-hmm. So you, you have that. You get the setup of your next deal is Sinestro, which leads to the annual, which is going to lead to the crossover in September. Right. And then at the end, you get this. In the back of your mind, there's going to be, she's going to be Spider working. Woman's yeah, back. Spider Woman's going to be working on a bunch of Do we know uh, her Zarnians. Name? Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Good I, job. Yeah, she did say it. But uh, uh, okay, I, I'm saying I I skimmed. The, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it now, and I, telling you, I, I have this problem with continuity. Yeah. You know, I do. Yeah, and I have to go back and do some research because it's been so long now. But I, I'm reading this, and the Spider Woman, 
She has an army. She's got Lobo under control. She's got a Thanagarian, and she's got a Martian. Yes. And I'm looking at these, and then I thought to myself, didn't the Savage Hawkman tell us that how all Thanagarians lost their wings? Yeah. And yeah. the Nth Metal is what brought his back. Yeah. And like, we, got this, we got this Hawkman here, Thanagarian, with wings. So right there, I got to go check to make sure that that's still continuity. And then we got this white Martian who at first I didn't even recognize as a Martian. Yep. And who be, throughout this issue just became Venom. Oh, yeah. At one point, yeah, definitely. I was going to actually say that. That Yeah, you see Venom in this one. And even the one point. And it's because, weird because of the spiders involved, too. And yeah. I'm like, what are they getting at here? Well, say it's Venom there. And, like, you know, it's cla- like a lot of times it looks like classic Eddie Brock Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at one point we have a flashback where she's been sending these people out to do her bidding. Mm-hmm. And the Martian, looking like Venom, has an Uzi and kills one person she sends a kill. And that's exactly Flash Thompson freaking Venom. Yeah. Because he's the soldier Venom. And I'm like, are we just looking at Venom here? And by the way, I'm looking at uh, uh, Countess Fabria Odessa. Okay. I always was. I, I think I, I think I was going to say the Countess, and I couldn't remember because I'm telling you. The, again, that just shows you how important she's been to me. Exactly. That, you know, she's just, she's the spider woman, as you and- said. Throughout the beginning, all I saw was Gamora. Yeah, that's what she looked like. Um, uh, at the beginning of this arc, there was also a uh, Durlin, but yeah. uh, they, they got killed. They talked about it in this yeah, issue. He, okay, yeah. He, uh, he popped the Durlin's head. <laughs> and then, uh, like, I remember when they were fighting in the Martian. Guy. It, it was all this whole thing. He's been fighting these guys. Now he's on their team. God damn and, it. Uh, why, why did they have to keep showing his skin bulged out on his face where the spider with was that spider so that you remember? Jesus Christ. I know. Uh, and, uh, again, I know that people don't like the new look of Lobo. When they have the, the you know, the cool-ass we're walking down the hallway moment, <laughs> yeah. um, I actually like the way he looks. I so do, do I. I do not mind this look of Lobo. And even in this issue, you're getting more of the, you know, badass, I'm going to make fun of you. Not a, you're getting a little more. At the yeah. beginning, I'm telling you, it was not the, it's starting to, to happen with this book. I don't know if it's going to last because, again, this was the worst-selling book of the last numbers that we got, the June. Um, I want so you to go back, anybody who's listening to, if you got the book handy, uh, to the beginning where she's in bed with um, Lobo. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know you can't show tits in comics because, you know, they're for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they're shadowing this chick's tits, it doesn't look like she has breasts at all. They're very odd looking. It looks and then like she has see, a barrel gotcha. chest. But then you see at that beginning panel when she looks like Gamora, she's got huge boobs. Yeah, I'm saying, but when she's straddling him and like yeah. choking him at that one point and even afterwards, oh, yeah, yeah. it is the weirdest fucking shade. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. She she likes it rough. Yeah. <laughs> she likes it really. Oh, my God. I saw that next one where she's like, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> and bingo. Too. I know they're Yahtzee. I don't <laughs> know what they're yelling. <laughs> Who knows? You know, that's what I yell. That's what I yell as well. Risk. That or we built the city on rock and roll. Monopoly. <laughs> I don't know what I yell. Penguins. <laughs> Hold on, man. Th- thimble for Monopoly. <laughs> Get out of jail free uh, card. I just don't like, he's like, ah, and there's freaking spiders in his mouth. And I, I don't know what's going on. All right, explain to me this dude's arrows. What's going on with these arrows? What's that? What arrows? The freaking guy who comes in and starts wrecking house. Oh, he just—that's what he did before. He just, for some reason, whatever he has, he can really kick ass. Because I'm saying he's got these like these energy arrows that that go into Lobo, and he's talking about pulling them out, and all of a sudden his body is electrocuted throughout. Yeah, then he does that, and he does the EMP that that will um, that disables that that uh, 
the spider. Not at that point. Well, then he says it. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, and then he's down. He's shooting him, and then he says something later, like, you should be he, okay. He, act- he activates the yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand what's going on with these weapons. Yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm, I really feel left out while I'm reading this book that's because Vegas. I have not been catching up. That's Vegas system tech, Eric. Oh, shit. That's that Vegas system. Is you wouldn't Vegas understand. Vegas system tech. The weird thing is at the beginning, they didn't show. I, I think I heard this uh, online somewhere that while she is riding Lobo, uh-huh. um, the Thanagarian's in the closet being forced <laughs> to watch Eric. I don't know how I heard it's this. cuckold and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's, that's her old boyfriend. <laughs> He's made the watch. You're going to watch me ride a You're cesarean. You're going to watch me. Oh, goodness. I know gosh. how you hate those people. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is funny because you have a book where, you, like you said, they don't want to show her boobs. Yeah. But yet the whole thing is involved that he's come inside her, and that's how she's <laughs> going to remake this. I mean, really, you, you're pushing it enough. Well, we might have to. Well, why even have her, like, have her just wear her clothes then? If you're going to, because yeah. that boob thing is ridiculous. Then Lobo's just sitting there. He's all, like, chilled out. There are so many spiders on him. I don't know that he'd be just hanging. I know. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't care because he's got a spider in his fucking. Cheek. He's under control. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's seen... trying to fight it, but it's not working. Yeah. Would you like a uh, Lobo Omega Man crossover? Because he's been with the Omega Man a lot of times. That's well, honestly, history. at this point, I don't. I'm sorry. I really like the annual, and it does, that's all I had to go on because I don't know what's going on with this story. Because I came in in the finale. Yeah. Well, and this um, is over now. You uh, now you'll be right in. Exactly. I can't wait to read the, uh, the and, next crossover. Yeah, but because both at this of us, point as well. Yeah. Not a huge fan of a Mega Man. I like yeah. this last issue okay, but yeah. I don't care about it. Well, him. what you would have, you're going to have him with Sinestro, and we really like their um, interaction together. Yeah. Sinestro and Lobo, they kind of are both, you know, arrogant asses. Damn right. It, it works. plays off good. So then you have, in the meantime, Omega Man keeps going, boom, 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 boom. We get the whole team, we get this, then Lobo is uh, hired to go get the Omega Man. He goes off, that would only be, that's not going to be a big crossover. That'd be one or two issues. Uh, he, I don't know. To me, he learns they have hearts of gold, and off he goes back. And then <laughs> when he returns, there's a Stay bunch gold, of Omega Man. I get Stay a gold. feeling that you will find out that, like the book started, uh, there's going to be another Lobo, at least one, around doing stuff, and this Lobo is going to find out, and maybe you get this new Zarnian. Per- maybe it's the old Lobo. Hopefully. Maybe the old Lobo will be back and to find him again him. because, boy, well, the, the thing that happened with this whole book, I think that was a missed opportunity where they had the old Lobo. Remember, he cut his head off. Yeah. It happened too quick. They, you never, I wanted more of that. I and all he had of the old Lobo was him just moping around on freaking the carrier and Stormwatch. Yeah. Oh, Stormwatch. They forced him on that book and they made it very clear. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'm like, who's talking, Lobo or freaking the, the writer? Uh, it was definitely the writer. So you could tell that. Now, do me a favor here. Go to the last page. Okay, I'm gone. Now, we have uh, the Countess. She's yep. got cesarean blood in her, in her DNA. She can regenerate. <laughs> she looks so ugly. She <laughs> needs to regenerate them tits because all of a sudden she became an old woman and they're saggy. No, they are saggy. Oh, my God. What I don't know what Lobo did to her, but her tits are sagging uh, terribly maybe now. That, maybe the hair, he didn't pull it out. Maybe it's that when she... She, she he pulled her tits down a lot far enough maybe that her hair he, went into her maybe skull. Maybe when he die, she dies, she gets older, and now we're going to have uh, granny porn. 
He's going to be there. He, she's going to pretend in this movie she's going to be making an apple pie. And Lobo shows up. And goes, oh, uh, you're my grandson's friend, aren't you? And, she's, and he's like, yeah, I heard you needed your lawn mowed. Oh, is that what you guys call it nowadays? Next thing they're humping her. And scene. I hate your mind. <laughs> that is, I hate it so that much. That is granny porn for you. That's what everyone, I think. Or um, actually, she hits the metal alert bracelet. She fell down the stairs. <laughs> she hits the metal alert bracelet. And Sexy Lobo shows up. He's the EMT. Of course. And he shows up and he's like, oh, by this time, she realizes she can get up. She's fallen and she actually can get up. So she gets up. He shows up. He's like, oh, are you okay, ma'am? She's like, oh, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was hurt, but I'm not. And he's like, oh, let me see. And oh, your, your hip looks uh, bruised. And he starts massaging her. And I see, can't believe you're still talking. Next thing you know, it's a hit. It's a hit, Eric, and we have a series of... We're not getting in the granny porn. granny porn going. No. Uh, you, we're not doing that? Once a month. How does this always come up? I have to shoot you down. I don't know. And this and uh, my idea that we set oh, up, Christ. we get these women, and the women like the uh, cosplayers. Yeah. So we get them, and anywhere that we follow, we're almost like following the Grateful Dead, but we're following the cons, comic yeah. con conventions. We have these women... And people who go to the conventions can hire these ladies to go to the convention with them so they can have a, a hot, like, oh, you want a Gamora? Okay, hey. Ultra hot Gamora. Hey, Sally, right you, you're Gamora. You get out there. You do this like, there. And then if they have any extra needs, they can work that out with the ladies. But yeah, later. like I told you, no matter what, this will always turn into prostitution. Prostitution? No, it's just an escort business. Oh, yeah. It's on the up and up. And in the meantime, I'm going to start a massage parlor. And when you have the massage parlor, uh, the ladies will say, oh, do you want me to wash down there okay next thing you know they're paying for services i'm telling tanya this is all in the up and up isn't it (laughs) it, these things happen right telling you though i remember when you first pitched this idea in your mind it was all the up and up i think this escort business could really take off it Uh, will always turn into prostitution no matter what and now the ladies will tell the ladies listen no, no, we'll I tell them. The I ladies will them. make some extra money well, at some point and it will become prostitution. Exactly, but I'm telling the ladies, what you do is on your own time. You can I don't do want, I don't after want to be hours, in charge of a prostitution. After you clock out of the escort deal, uh, you can do what you want, but I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear anything about it. You just get the money. And, and you again, know you want to hear about it. Oh, I hear about it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the You're closet. You're going to be Hawkman in the closet. <laughs> I'm going to be in the Anagarian. closet. I'm going to be in the closet with a camera. Uh, yes. And, and be now like, it becomes a porn business. The guy's like yelling like oh, the nerd who hired this, these women. Like, why do you keep yelling nasty things about some guy named Jim? <laughs> oh, it's, oh, you think oh, I don't even want to get Yeah, get off this. <laughs> Let's wrap oh, it up. Oh, I'm man. getting off it, Eric. Oh, God. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that is the podcast. That is, you see, it took all this time before I came up with some nonsense. Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, oh, I never, I don't even think I ever said what I gave Lobo. Oh, yes, you did not. I actually gave Lobo, I didn't write it down. <laughs> what well, the hell did I give Lobo? I think I gave it an eight. All right. I'm going to look. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see how many people uh, rated this Lobo here. Three people reviewed it. I gave it an eight. The freaking Geeked Out Nation gave it a two. Oh, goodness. They, you know, nobody will the give that. The Geek Nation give Midnight or 10? Um, that's what I want to see. I'm actually going to check because that, I was just going to say they can give Midnight or all this. Geek Down Nation, huh? I got my eye on you. Remember what I thought? Geek Down Nation. Geek Down Nation, I always call them. Let's go see Midnighter. Midnighter, Geek Down Nation. Did you do this? Geek Down Nation gave it an 8.8 Midnighter. And Lobo a 2. And Lobo a 2. And let me see. Fucking it's, it's, a, it's a different guy. 
Uh, Grant wow. Raycroft. Raycroft. Grant Raycroft. That's a pretty cool name. That is pretty cool. Yeah, he gave uh, Lobo a two. I don't know why I'm talking about his review on our podcast, but hey. Grant, and you gave it an eight. I gave it an eight, yeah. I probably would have given it a six, six five. Six five. Um, I, I like what it's set up. Again, I'm looking at it now. Maybe I was a little high, and I mean a little higher. No, you and, don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't do that sort of nonsense. All I do is try to make pornos and uh, uh, escort business. Yeah, 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 I liked it. I liked what it's better than that other garbage we got before. So hey, I'm in, and I, I'm telling you, I don't know when Frank Barbary jumped down on. I'm guessing that. Uh, hey, you he, can look it up right now. Uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what, what do you think I am? Uh, this is why when I saw this Frank Barbary, uh, he also did the annual as well. I think that's when I told you that I think Cullen Bunn's bailing off this book. Right. That I think's happening. I think Frank Barbary's on with him now again. I'll look, and he's he's probably been on it all the time. But if not, um, I think that Cullen Bunn is going to drop this. I think that it's not selling well. Making him look and, bad. And he's, just, he's got a million books. So he maybe, does. The hardest working man in and, comics right and, now. And maybe it's a good thing. Maybe his version, uh, you know, is Hey, a drop Lobo if you can make Aquaman good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that will. But, boy, I'm looking at this Lobo. The best aggregate score for a week was a seven. And that was because only two people reviewed number four, and one was me, Eric, and I gave it a six that week. Yeah, not a lot of people reviewed. Listen to this. The first issue was reviewed by 24 sites. The second, six, then down to three, and then two, and it's <laughs> never gone above four since. And last week, three, three reviews. I was one of them. We do every book on four. Wait till September. It's going to blow up. I'm telling yeah. you. Uh, again, then every Johnny. Johnny. Uh, t- Tommy, Tommy John come lately. Tommy John come lately. So he'll jump on that. But here, let me tell you what we're going to be talking about next week, Aaron. A lot of books next week. We're, I think this is what happens. We're getting very uh, we're set in our ways with these low amount of books. And right. It's going to slam us. It's going gonna to slam, kill us gonna slam us right in the face next week. Because <laughs> we have Action Comics number 43. Right. Which, uh, I, I don't know, wait, I'm channeling uh, something. Uh, I think that that bad cop is going to be a shadow monster. Uh, Batman 43, right. which hopefully uh, Batman and Jim Gordon come out of that closet, Eric. Hopefully. You know what I'm talking about. Batman Superman number 23, which is going to screw me up because I won't know which one to read first, action or Batman. Action, you always Superman. read action first. I will read action first. And plus, they don't really tie that in. They do it. not. Batman still, Superman, he's going to be in the freaking underground caverns. <laughs> uh, then Catwoman 43, which you don't like, but I do. But then the Flash review because I don't want to have to read it. And that'll be some more spoiler getting trained. You'll like that. Actually, I might, be, I might enjoy yeah, that. It's, I, it's, I like uh, it. what's, the, what's the new Catwoman's name? Aiko. Aiko. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of am interested in seeing yeah, her train spoiler. Train spoiler. I have a feeling that that's going to be a little more down the line. We're only going to get a bit. Uh, then we have one of our favorite books combined, Constantine Hellblazer number three. I can't believe how much I like that book. I love it. I, I'm shocked. I don't like Constantine. I know. And I really like that book. What was this uh, buddy's name that he got killed? The ghost? Oh, Gaz. Oh, uh, yeah, Gaz. Oh, poor Gaz. I hope Gary he's back. Lester. I hope he's back already. <laughs> Uh, then we have a book that I'm telling you, like Midnighter, this is a very crucial issue for this book, uh, Earth 2 Society, number oh, three, because we really liked the first issue. We hated the second. So we'll see what it goes down Hey, to. I got important news, breaking uh, news. Really? Breaking news, everybody. Dan, Dan's I, news? Everybody knows this by now at this point in the podcast, but it's <laughs> new to us. What's that? Bad news. 
No geek news this week. What? Got food poisoning, didn't have a chance to record, still feel like hell. Oh, no. No geek news, huh? Yep. Food poisoning? What is he? He's probably flew to France. He's probably <laughs> eating escargot. <laughs> Do you ever hear that joke? It's like something with the S-car, and then at the end, the punchline is, what? look at that S-cargot. No, Ba-doom, no. boom. So, yes, you already know this because we are well past the geek news Bad section. Bad news. No geek news this week. You know what? I didn't breaking get, news. I didn't get food poisoning. I might have my own geek news, Eric. What are you I, talking about? We I, did the news already. Well, then they'll know that. They'll know that I did the news. Now, fair enough. This is I a might. weird time travel instance for everybody. <laughs> I might do the news. I, I bet you it's a bad news. No geek news this week. Got food poisoning. We'll go to his Twitter page, and he's playing some video games. Yeah. Twelve hours ago, he was uh, his interest was piqued by uh, Forza Motorsport number six. I don't even know what that is. It's a racing game for the Xbox One. Okay. Take that. See, I can do geek news. But yeah, I, I interrupted our for the geek news uh, information. So, what other books we have for the next? Yeah, no. uh, Gotham Academy number nine, which I hope Joel does because yeah, I, me as well because I don't want to uh, have to read it. Uh, you'll hear Flash review of this one next week. Green Arrow number forty three. Oh god, yeah, it bet. better be good. Yeah. I want Green Arrow to be good. Yeah, I know. Um, Justice League United number twelve, which I hope. And I was thinking about this when I wrote this. Uh, Really, I think they missed out not renumbering this. Seriously. They really should have. It feels when like I, a new series. When I look at Justice League United number 12, it just like, uh, it should be Justice League United number two. They should have just started it over with that. They didn't have to do anything else. You don't have to call it new Justice League United. Yeah. It's a whole new book. They had that break. It's a whole different book. They should have done that. I don't know why they didn't. Uh, but like this next one, new Suicide Squad number 11. I, I hate uh, that title. Yeah, I know. I have to do new Suicide Squad number I 10 before I hope eventually they just then. drop the no and don't tell anybody. That'd be funny. Uh, Red Hood Arsenal number three. I hope you like that. So do I. Uh, Starfire number three, which you better get oh, on. Oh, fuck me. You better I get on the trolley. Both of us have hey, one. you better get on the new I said, Suicide Squad I, I trolley. I already said it. I said I have to do number 10. Yeah. Uh, you have to do Starfire, so look for those on the site in the coming <laughs> days. Uh, maybe Tuesday night late. Seriously. Uh, and I saved it. I actually went out of order so I could put this last because I'm looking forward to All-Star Section 8, number three. Bueno. I, ha- I got the preview, Eric. Oh, right. You sent I, me the preview page earlier. I know who it is who was talking to Bueno. Why didn't you tell me earlier? I'm not, I forgot, and I'm not going to tell you. I won't, you you're going to have to wait. It's, it's nobody that we know. Okay. It, it's actually fun. You want to know what it is? I don't even remember the guy. It's actually a tapeworm that was in Guts. And really? it's, it's in guts trying to save her virtue. And so when, <laughs> when Bueno did, I, it may even be that Bueno might have did this tapeworm as well. But he, it's like Sir Percival of Tapeworm or something. Jesus it's it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I can't wait for that uh, book. At one panel, I sent you the one panel of Bueno. One panel looks like he's in leather garters. I, it's so <laughs> weird. Uh, it looks yeah, good, no. yeah, yeah, And I guess it, it definitely is uh, Martian Manhunt. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do for just the hell of it Monday, this Monday? Uh, the fly outbreak number three. Fly outbreak number three. You did Puppet Master last week, which took off on the side, Eric. Yeah, fucking crazy. And it's weird because you wanted to do uh, the Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, Beyond Dead by Dawn. I forgot it was a bi-monthly book. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so we didn't. It doesn't come out to the end of the month, so i got to yeah. find something else to fill that slot. I don't know what I'm doing. For you got something I can Monday. fill my slot with? Probably. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Excelente. Bueno. bueno. Yeah, I've got nothing. 
I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to do for just for the hell of it. You never know what you're going to do. Yeah, I don't know. And um, people will know this by now. I may record a uh, Geek News just to show Dan how it's done. All right. I say that if I don't, I'll edit you're not this gonna. out. I don't think I will. I have enough time editing the goddamn podcast. I don't need to record something. It'll be, hey, hello, Weird Science. <laughs> my That's God, all I'll so say. good. I'll say that, and I'll, I'll talk like Dan. Wouldn't that be good? Yes, if it would. I, I'll do it all as Dan. I may have to do that. So if you hear earlier, if you heard saying, what you thought was Dan, was if you thought was Dan and you find out it wasn't, then you can call it or write in and tell me how great a job I did. I might just do that. <laughs> I might just do voices. I'll do uh, Snagglepuss. Droopy Aren't you dog, doing that right now? Dan. No, now I'm doing Droopy Dog, according uh. to Craig. There you go, Craig. I hope you enjoyed it tonight. You, I was so angry. I wasn't even angry at Craig. I was just sad. I'm like, really? That's what you got? All these people, they love my voices. Hey, Eric. No, stop. That Please. Was, that, uh, that, was my, um, that was my Reagan. Hey there. Tear down this wall. I knew you were going to go for it. <laughs> that's, that's the go-to. I am not a crook. That what? is not Reagan. Wait a minute. Is Nixon here? What the hell? I thought Nixon just snuck up on me. Huh. All right. Huh. Let's call it quick. We're going to go to the moon. This was a nice short podcast. Things. Look what you yeah. did. Yeah, look what we're doing. We're, it's off the rails. All right. Well, we'll end it. I hope everybody enjoys the... Uh, less nonsense podcast. Talk a lot of comics, and that's best part is we didn't even try. No, I don't know what did happened. Not, did not set out for that, but we no. talked a lot of comics, and I thought we were very poignant. I didn't. I thought we sucked. Craig will agree with me, right, Craigie? God damn it! Right, Craigie boy. Well, you calm down, everybody. You have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven, Eric. God. Bye. Okay. 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 Okay.